This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231, as we kick off yet another evening of fun and excitement here on the radio waves and the internet waves. Are there waves on the internet? I don't... There's tubes, I know that. (laughs) Uh, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, yet again, that is freetalklive.com. We roll right into the phone calls because the show is about your calls. Uh, still to come, though, tonight, uh, we'll talk about, of course, the Ron Paul debate, uh, the, or the debate last night with Ron Paul in it. I, I thought uh, thought he did pretty good, but let's go to Al first in Indiana and see what he thought. Al, you're on Free Talk Live at the end of Mark and Julia. How you doing, guys? Hey, great, Al. What's on your mind? Well, I'm, I'm just probably another disgruntled American as to the... CNN censorship last night. What now? What of um, what exactly are you speaking of? Well, I think that they didn't give the ample airtime that they did the uh, supposed top tier candidates like they should have, like they had done for all the debates in Ron I, Paul. I think uh, LewRockwell.com had the airtime rundown, and Paul was third to last as far as the amount of, uh, of so airtime. Did Huckabee get more airtime than he did? And, uh, um, I can pull it up here. I'm just wondering. You know, there's a there's still nine in the field. No, Huckabee was right above Ron Paul. Duncan Hunter and Tom Tancredo had less talk time. They, you know, they they are certainly certainly lower. Huckabee and and Paul are about the same as far as the polls, as if the polls can be believed. Now there was an interesting example of real censorship. Now that's just sort of creative structuring, and I guess this is too. Uh, but it's kind of a little bit more nasty. I think it's a little bit more. Um, uh, malicious than just not giving him a lot of time to speak, and that was that I guess during one of their recaps after the debate was over, they came back because as you if you saw the debate, you know that uh, John McCain sort of lashed out at Ron Paul in a couple of different instances, and oh, yeah. there was a there was a point at which John uh, excuse me that John McCain uh, made the allegation that no one in the military was supporting Ron Paul, and I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm paraphrasing that correctly. I didn't no, actually he said, see. He said that um, the, the the people in the military. He had Thanksgiving. Oh, right. He had Thanksgiving dinner with all the troops. Apparently, right. uh, two hundred thousand of them, or some, or so, <laughs> all at one big giant table, and they were carving up. I guess, I guess they had several turkeys, and those troops, every last one of them, told him that uh, in fact they they wanted the Americans to support him, and he wanted Ron Paul to. support him and, and Ron Paul's like, you boob. No, no, that's not what he said. He said he told the he said the troops told him they Let wanted to win. Let us win. Let us, Let us win. win. That's right. Let us win. And then Ron Paul responded by saying, "Well, that's funny because uh, how come it is I get the most contributions from active military troops?" And of course, you know, Ron Paul knocked it out of the park. But then what happened was when CNN recapped that, they showed what John McCain said, and they didn't show the clip where Ron Paul rebutted it. So in the recap. John McCain's allegation went completely unrebutted. Yep. Al? Dealing with kids? No. Al? Al? Going once? Going twice? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's all right. Being chased by a two-year-old. I understand, Al. Who's winning? uh, He is. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, the funny thing about it is that, you know, I, I got hit up by that whole thing at work by a bunch of guys, and I feel that... Just, just the way the whole the whole thing plays out, I think that you know, just you know, the whole censorship for for CNN and the way they brought particular. I mean, you had what four thousand videos sent in. They picked the top twenty or whatever, and and I think just due to the fact that the way that, that Romney and, and Giuliani and all those guys, the top guys, were able to answer those questions, seemed to be a little scripted to me. Hmm. 
you know, I, I, that may be my own insecurity with the whole system, but for some reason it just seemed like they, they had the answers already ready. Wouldn't I, I wouldn't they, doubt it for a second. And what an interesting choice of, uh, of questions for Ron Paul. The two questions that he got from the YouTube audience, uh, one of them was essentially, you know, the paraphrase is, aren't all your supporters just crazy conspiracy theorists? Exactly. And then the other one said, the other one was sort of like, there was a bit of an editorial before the actual question where the guy said, now, I think we all know that the Republicans are never going to give you the nomination, Ron, but right. blah, 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 right, blah, blah. Right. And uh, this just seemed like, I don't know, they were, I think that CNN was creatively choosing the questions and not really... Right. I mean, I wish I could have asked Mitt Romney or Giuliani or McCain some questions like, I know you're an old warmonger, but Mr. McCain, <laughs> but what do you think? I know you're um, a, a, a crazy uh, cultist, Mr. Romney, or I know that you married your yeah. cousin, Mr. Giuliani, but... Did they get any of that? I don't think yeah, they there did. There wasn't any of that. That crap was completely yeah. uncalled for. Exactly. Al, your final yeah. thoughts, sir? It just, you know, the whole thing, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I think it was, it was extremely overrated. It's, uh, it, it, the, the Paul Foundation is, is definitely being overshadowed by the media and their, their segregation of truth. I think well, I think you're going to see some uh, in in five weeks we're going to have the primary here in New Hampshire and I don't know who's going to win but I believe that we're going to deliver Ron um you know deliver New Hampshire for Ron Paul maybe not but I believe that's what's going to happen certainly Ron Paul is winning the sign um, contest out here oh definitely there there's uh, here in New Hampshire there's probably at least two to one if not three to one Ron Paul signs for every other presidential every other Republican presidential sign. I haven't even seen another presidential sign it's yeah. all Interesting. Ron Paul very good Al. Thanks for your thoughts tonight. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. You know, um, I was reading something yesterday in uh, this little email I get on radio. It's called uh, Taylor on the radio, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good. You, you get it. Good and stuff. they were talking about how... Uh, industry stuff. Industry stuff. It has nothing to do with uh, anything that anybody, anybody would be interested in. But they no. were saying that uh, basically... Arbitron's new system, the personal people meter, was falling apart um, yeah. in, New York, in New York City. Why? Because they can't get people 18 to 34. They just, right, they can't even bribe them to, to carry this little uh, device around. They can't find them. They can't get them to, you know, to, the to, device to carry the device. It basically measures your radio listening. And the, and the way they do it, just to, as, an, as an aside, the, the old way for radio was that people had to write down in a diary. Right. They had to lie about what they listened to throughout that week. And that, those diary. demographics weren't that good at, at you know, telling... Honestly, what stations no, they listen to? Anyway, at least you can get them to lie once, uh, you know, one time in a week and send in their diary. But now there's this uh, electronic system where each radio station encodes, um, you know, something that you can't hear. They encode right. an inaudible uh, code into their their broadcast that this little device, this portable people meter, will pick up when it's in the vicinity of a radio, and it can then it will know it knows automatically what station you're listening to and for how long you listen to that station. They can't get people uh, to young people to carry these right. things around. Now I, they, they don't they didn't seem to be having problem with the uh, the 12 to 17 demographic, which kind of uh, I think is interesting. I suppose because they're easier to find at home. Mm -hmm. But the problem they were finding is they had to go door to door to find these people because they couldn't call them on the telephone because they mm. don't have regular land. Lines. The, what we've been talking about on this show, that uh, people 18 to 34 are difficult to find for these polls, it's absolutely true. I believe that we're going to see uh, a huge number of 18 to 34 people come out and vote for Ron Paul that they just don't expect to happen. Numbers that are just going to blow them away, and they have no way of polling for these numbers. It's true. Uh, Arbitron can't find them, can't 
pay them, cannot pay them to carry around one of these personal people meters, and the pollers can't find them either. The pollers don't care. All they need to do is come up with some numbers. Their numbers don't right. need to be right. And if you look at the polls um, throughout history, you know, Bill Clinton was polling well, well behind uh, the leader who was Lieberman uh, back in, I think it was 92. Um, at, at that time, no, these polls are not telling us who our next president's going to be. The Even media, on, as much as they would love to know who the next president is going to be, as much as they'd love to be able to tell you, as much as they'd love to be right, they are not. You know, I think that the CNN debate could have been worse. I understand Al's critiques, and it certainly wasn't uh, perfect. Uh, oh, but, yeah. but nonetheless, I think it could have been worse. And all things considered, Ron Paul did a fine job with the questions he was given. Yeah, he was given um, one, one abortion question and one... You know, even though I disagree with him on the abortion issue, his position wasn't as despicable as it could have been mm-hmm. on that. In that, um, yeah, he thinks it's a crime and he thinks it's murder and all that. But he did make it clear that he didn't want any federal involvement. He didn't want a federal abortion police mm-hmm. or anything like this, because I don't know what those right. other guys were Leave proposing. Leave it to the states. If, I didn't and I to agree that. with him. If it is, if it is, a, if it is murder, and uh, you know, it's the ending of a human life. I'm not willing to call it murder. Um, if it is murder, then it should be left to the states, and the federal government shouldn't be involved, and there shouldn't be a federal abortion police. So you know, he could have he could have been worse on that answer. That um, one hurts him, I think. It does hurt him. It, it hurts definitely him. It does. Turns With us, a lot of people off automatically. This is the Republican primary, uh, you know, and and having that position in the Republican primary is not a terrible position. Well, what's going to be interesting is you know how we've talked about how I think Ron Paul's pandering on the immigration issue. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting because he's in the Univision debate coming up here in less than two weeks. Mm. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how his rhetoric changes, if at all, uh, when he's speaking to a primarily Hispanic audience. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features for free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version as well, both waiting for you, freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. Our number is 800-259-9231. Still sort of recapping, uh, discussing the Ron Paul uh, Ron Paul's performance in the Republican debate, the YouTube CNN debate from last night. And uh, I, I think that Ron Paul generally did a pretty good job, uh, considering the questions that were thrown his way were, were pretty crap can and uh, and unfair. Uh, he did have a chance to really turn them around into something positive, and and I th- I think do- even with the conspiracy theory question, he did a decent job of answering that one, and that was a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it, it you know to some extent it's it's something that uh, is a concern in the campaign. I I know that I'm on uh, I think it's Ron Paul. Forum or something like that. I mm-hmm. get uh, Ron Paul 2008. Yeah, it's Ron Paul 2008, and I, I get uh, all kinds of their emails uh, with people talking back and forth about how to supposedly how to make the campaign better. But uh, at least every few days, there's some uh, crackpot uh, conspiracy lunatic thing on there, uh, you know, spouting things about Jews or or whatever, and. 
the the uh, the, the moderators claimed uh, in a uh, post that whenever that happens, you can watch people just drop off the list. Hmm. So, if, for those of you who think that you're saving the world by doing such a thing, you're causing people to be turned off by Ron Paul. So, uh, so again, he I thought he did a pretty good job. Some of them he just really knocked out of the park, especially when uh, John McCain attempted to attack Ron Paul with his isolationist nonsense, suggesting that Ron Paul was an isolationist and therefore uh, that it was isolationism that uh, brought Hitler to power, which, of course, nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> it was the United States involvement in World War One that arguably brought uh, that helped bring Hitler to power. So John McCain just, you know, showed himself to be a total jackball and Ron, uh, Ron Paul just did a fine job showing him up on that issue. So really, I thought overall, consider all things considered about that debate, Ron Paul's performance was pretty good. Your thoughts at 800-259-9231 and uh, the Ridley Report did some interesting reporting on it from the New Hampshire, I guess they had a little get together where people met up and they all watched the, the debate together, the Ron Paul supporters. So uh, over at RidleyReport.com, you can see those. Pretty cool. 800-259-9231. Uh, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. We go to the phones, talk to Brian in Colorado on the amp line. Hey, Brian. Hey, everybody. Hi, Julia. It must be Friday. Woohoo! Not quite. <laughs> Not, yet. Oh, shoot. Not yet. Not quite. Well, I didn't see the debate last night, but uh, uh, we did have an interesting uh, Operation Politically Homeless uh, issue today. Oh really? Really? Yeah, my uh, my son Cooper, he's a senior in the government high school, and mm. he wanted to have an OPH booth, and uh, uh, so he's you know he uh, he has all the supplies, and he was going to take it down there, and then he found out oh he needs a permit or there's they have some name for it, an activity is something. Now is this going to be done during school hours? Yes, at, at lunch right in the student commons. Now, uh, just for our listeners that don't know, what is an OPH booth, Brian? Operation Politically Homeless. It's a uh, place where you hand out these little quizzes. It's a kit that you can buy from the advocates, or I guess you can make your own if you want. It's a poster that we have mounted behind glass in a frame, and a bunch of little cards, uh, and you get little you know, golf pencils and hand them out, and people answer 10 questions having to do with economic and uh, personal freedoms. And then you rate their, um, uh, you, you add the numbers up, and where they intersect, you put a little dot on this big board. Yeah, it's a brilliant little quiz, and for those listeners that have never had the opportunity to take it, I recommend that you go to quiz.freetalklive.com, and that link will bring you right to where you need to be. You can take an online version of it right and there. And it's, it's great for young people, too, because the libertarian platform really intersects with what most young people think. Sure does. So, oh, um, so he tried to go through the correct channels to get permission to put up a, a booth, right? Well, it, it, there's a little more red tape than that, even. I mean, you have to go to the activities director. Now, there's an activities staff at school, you know, completely non-educational. Uh, just, their job is just, uh, I don't know, activities. Uh, there's at least two people there, two bureaucrats. And so he has to fill out this form, and he has to have a sponsor. Now, a sponsor has to be a faculty member of the school. Right. Uh, and, and he has to go through all these hoops. So I asked him last night, I said, uh, you know, how's, how are things going there? Uh, you know, did you get your uh, special uh, permit? And he said, no, they haven't, they haven't given me anything yet. And so now I'm on fire, right? Hmm. <laughs> so I said, well, here's the deal, Cooper. Um, they haven't done it. How long have they had it? Oh, a couple of days. You know, you got your sponsor. Uh, you got all this other stuff. And the sponsor is supposed to be there the whole time, you know, <laughs> while, while this is all happening in the student union there. Okay. And so the sponsor signed on, and uh, nothing, nothing came from the activities director. And so I said, well, uh, you know, g give me that person's name and numbers and everything, and, and uh, I, I'll, I'll, 
I'll go. I'll try to talk to them tomorrow. But if I don't get a hold of them, you don't change your plans. You go there and you do this booth with mm. or without a permit. And he was on fire. He says, "Well, what if I what if I get suspended?" I said, "Are you re- willing to get suspended?" He says, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So then you do it, man. Says, awesome. Well, the, the problem is that the place that the best place to set up where the most traffic is is right in front of the you know security officer's desk mm-hmm. where there's a whole bunch of these you know, <laughs> around there. And I said, "Well, that, that'll make it go faster. Just make sure you have a friend with a camera. Yeah, and you know, get all that stuff on camera, and then it, it'll be it'll be really cool. Awesome. So." Um, I, I managed to uh, get a hold of the activities bureaucrat this morning, and of course, you know, she came in late and she had a breakfast burrito. Right. Um, they always have breakfast burritos. I don't know. What, so wait, what you went in in, per- in person to talk to her? No, no, I, I, I'm actually out of town. I, I called her on the phone. Okay, got it. But but I, I could just hear her munching on the breakfast burrito. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I said, what you know, what's the deal here? Oh well, you know, we haven't had a chance to look at it mm. to make sure that this this group. This sure, she's just been deluged with yeah. applications. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. too many activities going on at the school right yeah. now. And it takes us a couple of days. I said, well, to, to do what? Well, we have to make sure that it, the organization is neutral. I said, the organization is, is my son, you know, your student. <laughs> well, you know, we, the, we got to just have to make sure. Well, <laughs> of course he's neutral. So anyway, I said, it came from the Advocates for Self-Government. Here's the website. And, you know, there are 501c3. It would be illegal for them to pitch one particular political organization or over another because of the way the whole 501c3 thing works. Right. And she says, oh, well, that's helpful. That's good to know. I said, is there any other of, of your homework that I can do? <laughs> and I said, well, why, why do you have to check this out anyway? I mean, it's the student at the school. Why does this have to be neutral? Well, you know, would you want just anybody coming in here and, and setting up a table? It's not anybody. It's a student at your school. It's right. a public uh, school, uh, a government uh, location. And, uh, you know, his rights of uh, free speech and, uh, you know, uh, petition the redress of uh, grievances uh, occurs here. Well, she didn't have an answer to that, of course. <laughs> so, anyway. Parents don't normally call her and talk about rights, Brian. Yeah, you they don't really, that. you know, the Constitution doesn't come up in her daily life too often. Yeah, I think she choked on a burrito about that point. So, um, anyway, I, 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 she said, well, I just got to my desk, and, you know, I'll, I'll look at this. I said, he's got to do this today. She said, well, why can't he do it tomorrow? I said, well, because this is just, you know, he's working, and this is just the day that he wanted to do it. I mean, he should be able to do it. He, you know, you, you've got a government facility here. So anyway, she said, well, call me back in an hour, and I'll have a chance to look at it by then. Ooh, the suspense. Brian, we'll continue your story in moments. 800-259-9231. Oh, I love this stuff. How awesome would that be? I mean, to to be in a position where your dad is telling you, go ahead, get suspended. (laughs) Who cares? I wouldn't want to be. I I would love that. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airways. We'll find out what happened with uh, Brian's son and the bureaucrats. And they clash in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those, including 
updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You know first if you're on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. Ron Paul's a founding uh, member of the RLC. 800-259-9231. We're talking with Brian in Colorado, who is uh, one of his sons is in government high school, and he's a senior. Uh, he has decided that he wanted to do an Operation Politically Homeless booth, which means that uh, he wanted to set up a table at his high school in a common area and give out the world's smallest political quiz. A very simple 10-question quiz that uh, you can take for yourself if you want it, quiz.freetalklive.com. That uh, basically determines in a short period of time what political leanings uh, one a person might have, whether they're a libertarian, an authoritarian, a liberal, a centrist, or a conservative. It's very, very useful. It's a lot of fun to do. And so he put in the appropriate paperwork with the school, found a sponsor, uh, and then he hadn't heard anything back. And, Brian, that's when you stepped in uh, to sort of check out the situation and find out what exactly was, was going on because the school hadn't gotten back to him. You got on the phone with uh, the head bureaucrat, and she said, well, she'll get to it today. Uh, just call back in an hour or so, and you had already instructed your son at that point to go ahead and go through with the event, whether or not it came, you know, whether or not you were able to get in touch with the bureaucrat. So, what's the rest of the story? Well, uh, during this conversation with the bureaucrat, the activities director, uh, I don't know, Julie on Love Boat. Uh, it just reminds me of that. The activities director, the Love she, Boat. <laughs> Soon we'll she, be making uh, another run. She, she was, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, trying to make sure that this uh, this group was a neutral group, whatever that means. Like, you know, uh, every teacher in the school is, is a Democrat, you know, and, and teaches only that side of it anyway. Right. But I, I didn't even touch that. But I said, uh, uh, you know, well, you know, he, he wants to do it today. He really has to do it today. You know, we're getting near, uh, uh, you know, the, the Christmas break, and he's working, and, and this has to be the day. When she says, well, why can't he do it tomorrow? I said, I don't know. He, he's just picked today, and it has to be today. I was just putting the pressure on it. I didn't know if it had to be sure. today. Um, and she said, well, I don't, I don't know if I can get to it. You know, i got this big, uh, you know, I have a lot of things to do here. And I said, well, what if what if he went ahead and did that anyway without a, 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 a permit, without your, your little permit? And there was just a pause. And she says, well, I, I hope he wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, but what would happen? I mean, let's say he just went out there and set up this thing and started passing out these quizzes. Well, you know. He better have a permit. <laughs> she wouldn't tell me what would happen. Of course, mm-hmm. we know what would happen. You know, the the, the goons would come down and and uh, you know have to take him in. But he was prepared to do that, so that was really cool. Mm. So anyway, um, uh, I didn't have to call back in an hour. She called me and she said, "Well, this organization looks like it's in the up and up, and you're good to go." Oh, it's, interesting. It was yeah. uh, wise of uh, it was wise of you to to ask what would happen if he uh, went ahead and did it because. I think that she understood that that's what was going to happen. He's going to do it anyway. He's already he's already going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did it go off without a hitch? Were there were there any other uh, further concerns or issues? Well, uh, he didn't have a table, and uh, uh, she did provide a table for him because that's one of the things you get with this whole oh, uh, you yeah. know, approved. Uh, they jump through some hoops. Thank goodness they give you something. They give you a table, and uh, you know he he told me about, about what happened there, but he wants to uh, he wants to talk to you guys, and uh, but he's working tonight, so he's going to try to try to call you during a break or something to okay. kind of tell you what good buddy. But he had he had a blast. He had uh, he's three hundred people uh, show up uh, and, wow. and put their dots on. You know, there, were, there were so many. 
so many dots that, that they were stacking on top of each other and falling off. But that I is amazing. Thunder. Wow. Awesome. Well, I look forward to that, Brian, and thanks for sharing the story. We really appreciate it, sir. Okay. Have a good night. 800-259-9231. I wish that I had known what I know now about liberty when I was in high school, because then I could have done fun stuff uh, like that. Uh, I didn't, because I just I hadn't been uh, hadn't moved along that far in my liberty path, if you will. At that time, well, and you can um, go and roll in Keene State and do it there. No, that's okay. Okay. No, well, apparently I, you don't wish I can it live enough. vicariously through the uh, the um, the efforts of Brian's son. How okay. about that? Yeah. <laughs> apparently, you don't want it badly enough. I was just pointing it out. Uh, but I think it's, I think it's great, uh, and I and I think that it's interesting that he was able to find a sponsor for that because that could have been a very difficult portion. In that, in a school with a bunch of teachers aren't necessarily liberty friendly, sometimes it could be difficult to find them. They do exist. And uh, luckily, he was able to find that. I would suggest, though, if, if you can't find a sponsor in an instance like that, again, do it anyway. If you can't get a table, just stand there and pass them out. Stand there with a clipboard and uh, and give out these quizzes. You know, you don't have to actually take up space. You can just sort of go person to person, give them the clipboard, uh, give them the quiz, and and uh, and score it up, and then and see how they do. So I, th- I think it would have been. I think the event would have been possible even without the sponsor in that particular case. So it sounds like he uh, he did a pretty good job. So we'll find out more. I think on the way here, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. Um, let's see here. Something I wanted to discuss was. This conflict that has come up on the on the show in the past, uh, within the last couple of weeks, where, Mark, you were very, very concerned that here in New Hampshire, the Free State Project, uh, that there was going to be this rift, a division, uh, a divide, if you will, between mm-hmm. two two interest groups, those who are apolitical that want nothing whatsoever to do with the political process, running candidates, uh, voting you know that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and then the political people that are absolutely willing to you know run candidates and vote and all that that other sure. stuff, and uh, we sort of hashed that out on the air to quite an extent. I took the position that that you know both sides were sort of damaging each other in that they were there's there's a bit of intolerance going on I think mm-hmm. between both sides, and I think that's that's unfortunate. I don't think it's necessary, uh, but nonetheless it seems that. There, it doesn't seem like the, that either side is really willing to kiss and make up at this point. And uh, what I want to bring up here is a post from NHFree.com in the forums there from someone who was so upset uh, recently with something they did at the NHFree.com forums that she has deleted her account and posted a blog post essentially you know, on the attack, uh, on the warpath against, uh, against the anti-politicals. And I uh, wanted to bring this up, wanted to, to uh, share a segment of her, uh, of her blog post here. But, but what, what made all this happen, or what uh, prompted this to happen, was that the owners of NHFree.com, the, the people that run the website, mm-hmm. are very, very dyed-in-the-wool apoliticals. They don't want to have anything to do with politics. They don't like even discussion of politics on their, on their forum. It's their prerogative that sure. uh, you know they they find it distasteful, and the reason they've had a political discussion forum on their you know it's a sub forum in their main forum. The reason they've had that sub forum there is because well well it seemed like it was something they could do for their friends um, mm-hmm. that you know they were willing to put up with this level of political discussion as long as it was kept to this one forum and you know it didn't go all elsewhere on the on the the rest of the website, and it had been that way for about three years. When recently they decided to change the rules and change their forum. And whenever you change rules, people always people get, get upset. Get, 
you know, upset. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so what they did was they said that the, the, I guess the straw that broke the camel's back was the, the fact that the Free State Project, this movement of liberty lovers to New Hampshire, uh, the Free State Project had announced that a politician was going to be their keynote speaker at their upcoming Liberty Forum. Right. And John Sununu Jr. Right, and that was, I guess, the last straw for many of these people, and they they just said, you know what, that's it. We're tired of the political discussion on our forums. Okay, so we're not going to delete the political forum. We're just going to lock it. That way you can still read all the old posts. So they didn't delete anybody's work. But you can't put anything new in there. But you can't put anything new in there, and no more political discussion. So immediately... Now, isn't there somebody who's uh, speaking at the Liberty Forum that uh, apoliticals would uh, consider to be... You know, a, a big important guy. I mean, I'm not, Bernard Bernard Outhouse. I mean, he's outside the system. Yeah, yeah. Sure. He's he's the uh, keynote speaker on uh, Friday night. I don't know if he'll make it. But well, regardless of the details of the Liberty mm. Forum, I'm just wondering. It was clear that they were. It was time for them to put their foot down and uh, turn their well, forum in a direction. It was clear it was their it time, or they chose that, to. That they should be separating themselves from the Free State Project if that's what they like, not just the topic of politics in general. Well, they're not attend. I think that the founders of that site, Russell and, and Kat, aren't going to the Liberty Forum, so they're not. Okay. You know, they're certainly and not endorsing fine. that event. Uh, but they have decided they want to go in a certain direction with their forum, and some people are very, very upset about that. I'd like to address that on the way here. What some of the political people have been saying as a result. I think it's all pretty silly. Myself, we'll discuss and take your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there for free. And we've got the wiki and the archives and the Shrine of Female listeners and the uh, BBS and more. It's all there. We give it all away. And if you like the show and you want to help support us, then go shopping at the Free Talk Live store, store store.freetalklive.com, for great Free Talk Live branded merchandise and other cool stuff, uh, including, again, the Free Talk Live T-shirts, hats. We've got hoodies, uh, the DVD uh, archive collector sets. You'll see all that there, store.freetalklive.com. Do you have more debt than you can pay? You don't have to file bankruptcy. You can pay pennies on the dollar, and your credit doesn't have to take a hit. It's 100% legal, 100% ethical. Everything okay there? Yeah, sorry. This mm-hmm. word, I don't think you edited this before you printed it out. That's weird. Sorry. Sorry. A program that will show you how to get out of debt in 90 minutes. Go to outin90.com. That's outin90.com. 1-800-259-9231. Sorry, Mark went to government school. What do you want from me? Uh, so that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, there's been some further controversy, another dust-up in the world of activism here in New Hampshire. Of course, it doesn't really affect anything outside of an Internet forum, but nonetheless, uh, some people are pretty upset about it. Uh, the administrators over at nhfree.com, one of the activist forums here in New Hampshire, uh, started by Free State Project members, has decided to eliminate its politics section. They have locked. They are going to be locking it off, I think, on December 1st, so there's a precious few hours remaining for people to post there. And it's gotten a lot of people pretty upset. And, you know, it's... And, it's their forum. I, I just don't understand what all of the uh, the crying is about. Well, people uh, people in general don't like change um, when it's not their idea. And subscribing now, to ten different forums gets it's annoying. Well, I mean that may be the case, Julia, but uh, the fact is it's their forum, and they've decided I, I they don't want this that. anymore. Um, so they've they they don't want political discussions there. And as a result, uh, like two new forums have popped up that are exclusively dedicated to political discussion in yeah, New and, Hampshire. And that seems like the answer to me. 
Right. Why not go to a forum where it's going to be all political, where they can really have sub-forums and more information, you know, more uh, more detail uh, in more different areas for you to post in if that's what if that's what it is you're looking for. Um, so I think you're right, Mark. I think it's just people getting upset about change and that sort of thing. But some of them are so upset they've been writing blog posts, and it's it's gotten to the point of uh, the political people are once again wringing their hands about the just the existence of the apolitical people in uh, in New Hampshire. And I want to get to that coming up here, but I think we should go to the phones first. Uh, you can but take remember control. it's the apoliticals that fired the first shot in this particular war. I'm not sure how they fired the first shot. But they shut down their um their their political forum on their thing. That's not firing a shot. It's just well, it modifying a, a forum. It, it is making a statement. Well, they've been making the statement for years that they don't want that kind of talk on their forum. That they only are tolerating it. And now they're to not do, tolerating it anymore. to do these people a favor. And now they've just decided, okay, we've had it. That's also. It just seems funny to me that anarchists are so like. I don't know. I don't know Anarchists. what I'm looking for. Well, I'm not sure. Well, that's what they call themselves. Well, maybe that's it? what they call themselves, but uh, but there are other people calling themselves anarchists that are operating a different forum that is completely open, and there is no censorship. There's no rules as far as the topics can, that can be discussed. So, again, there are different places for people to go and talk. Right. I would totally agree with you. But, um, you know, if they've, if they've created uh, some kind of uh, hubbub, uh, it's the hubbub that they created. I mean, I don't, I don't know that necessarily. No, I don't think they created it. Look, they made a change to their forum, and people. They change their form, and people are upset, and that is their, it's their right to change their form. Well, it's people's not... right to, to be upset. Well, Look, they got upset. Open... They weren't made to be upset. I, I didn't say they were made to be upset. Clearly, the people who changed the forum were upset, too. The, the, the only thing I'm saying is, you know, it, they've, the expectation, it, it, this is completely reasonable what's happening here. Um, something changed. People don't like something that changed. They express their opinion. If you give them some place to express their opinion, they may express opinions that you may not necessarily like. 800-259-9231. We'll get into uh, one of these blog posts here, the hand-wringing from the political activists in moments. Uh, but first, we go to the phones and talk to Don, calling from Minnesota. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Well, first and foremost, I have to say thanks for changing or giving me a label from small government Republican to libertarian. There you go. Congratulations. And right now, I changed my father's mind because I think... Down, he's a libertarian. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it often people don't know. You know, uh, small government Republicans have to. I, I know I'm one, and I am just disgusted by what I see in the Republican Party. See, I you know I hate to say it, I voted for Bush both times. And... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, coming of ages, I find there's more out there. Ooh, unfortunately, we're losing your cell phone, Don. But thanks for the uh, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. It sounded like he was saying he was coming of age and learning more and, and realizing that he's really more of a libertarian than right. in, than anything. Everybody else. comes along the path at different times, and I can I can tell you that the first time I was kind of um, you know in 2000 I was, ooh, should I vote for Harry Brown? Should I vote for George Bush? Um, I don't know what decision I would have made. I found out that I couldn't vote um, in that particular election so on, on the day that I was still mm-hmm. making up my mind, so I, I really never came up with one. Fortunately, I, I can say that I didn't vote for George Bush. Um, in 2004, I had to, at, at the very least, come up with, decide who I was going to endorse. I knew I couldn't vote, but uh, at the very least, I could endorse um, one of the candidates, and I wasn't, I was endorsing Michael Badnark, and there was just... Yeah, I wasn't going to do Bush, but I did get a little scared. Um, 
you know, the, 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 the campaign hyped up there and all that stuff being said about Kerry. And I got scared of Kerry. And, you know, Bush seemed like a, a to some extent an alternative to that. And I understand. So I understand. <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> I did the same thing, except I voted for Kerry instead of Bush. I didn't like were Kerry. I just didn't like Bush more than I didn't like Kerry. Yeah. So, uh, well, I don't feel bad because I voted for Michael Badnarik, and uh, that was the principal choice. Uh, not like I it matters him. anyway. No, not like it matters that much. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Let's go on screen to the amp line. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. This is Matthew from Massachusetts. Hey, Matthew. What do you want to talk about? Ghost from Christmas Past. Um, a friend of mine at work got arrested um, because he refused to give over his uh, driver's license and registration unless he was told why he was pulled over. Hmm. That's not an unreasonable request. I mean, why'd you pull me over? The cop right. wouldn't he, tell him? He, the, the cop refused to tell him and got all honked off at him and uh, uh, cuffed him and took him in. That's wow. very interesting. What were the charges? Um, he refused to tell him what the charges were. <laughs> Disobeying a police officer, I'm sure, will be the one. You know, the thing is, is that they've they've managed to get us with this driving as a privilege thing, and you know, you just don't have that many rights when it comes to operating a motor vehicle compared to any other um, scenario. Um, and, but there's a little more to the story. Mm-hmm. He got to the uh, when he was booked, I guess is what you call it. Um, the sergeant who was there uh, asked. He he pulled the sergeant. Uh, I think the sergeant asked him why he was, you know, what, why he was brought in, why he was arrest, why he was arrested, and he said he didn't know, and the officer wouldn't wouldn't tell him, and the officer was right there, and the sergeant well asked, well, why did you arrest him? And he said that because he pulled into the left lane by uh, right by him. It was a, like a left left lane turn thing, and he pulled up right by him in the left lane. And the sergeant then looked, then, then just said, and you couldn't tell him this, hmm. and arrested him over it. So that was the. Uh, hmm. So what happened? So did he get he's out? Gonna be, he's going to be suing. Oh yeah, he was. Let, he he let him go. He, so there he, were no he, charges. You're saying there were there never were no charges. He was going to be booked and everything, but they let him go. So now he's going to sue the police. Yeah, he's going to sue the, the police. That police officer. How right. is he? Does he have an attorney? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. He was able to actually find someone who would take that case. Usually it's it's very difficult to find attorneys to take a case against the police. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So is he paying the attorney, or is uh, the attorney working on, uh, what is it, what is it when they call it, pro bono? Pro bono. Yeah. No, he's, he's paying him. Interesting. Well, I'm glad he can afford that sort of thing, because it sounds <laughs> a little pricey. It, is, it does sound a little pricey, but... Uh, he's pretty I mean, mad, he too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was furious. Well, you'll have to let us know what happens in this case because obviously it's an out, you know, it's an outrage. It uh, this this cop did nothing but waste this man's time uh, when none of that had to happen. So I, I hope that he has some success. I of course am completely skeptical and and uh, jaded, so I don't really believe that he will. Uh, and, and I don't know if you remember my, but I have like a billion cases of dealing with cops, and um, um, and I I kind of look and dress like Mark, so. Um, it's not like it's I'm some kind of hippie or something like that. That, I, I, but so I'm like you. I don't, I don't, I have, I have no faith that he's, this is going to happen. Anything's going to happen to the cop. Yeah, I think um, you're right. I think your friend's going to pour his money down a hole. But you know, it could. We'll see, and you'll let us know, right? Yes, I will. Thanks for the um, call. By, hmm? Go ahead. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm also a member of that message board, um, and yeah. uh, 
I, I agree with you, Ian. I think it's a big, big uh, bit of hoopla. Over yeah, now. I think people are getting way too upset. And I, I see that that happens with message boards on the Internet. People yeah. take things way too seriously. It's just an Internet forum. Uh, thanks for the call, dude. More on the way. Hour 2 is coming up. Uh, we'll continue to investigate the divide between the apolitical activists and the political activists. We'll see. Uh, there's some dirt that will be thrown here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything. We launch an hour number two of the program, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, that's, again, freetalklive.com. Last hour, we started to tell you about uh, the... Schism, the divide that has uh, been developing amongst some of the activists here in New Hampshire. If you've listened to the show before, you know. I don't think that there necessarily is a divide at this point. It's only online. Right. You know, and just what's going on. Some people are pretty upset, man. That's. So what? They're they're talking on forums. It's not a real divide. I'm not ready to say it's, it's divide. I don't see enough evidence at this point. They all we all hung out together on Thanksgiving, so I right. mean people are still friendly in, in person, even if they aren't necessarily online. Well, and I think it's a minority of people. I think that most people are are somewhere towards the middle. They they see that uh, there are two very real paths of activism here in New Hampshire. Now, for those of you uh, that are are new to the show, we are all members of the Free State Project. All of us on the air here, members of the Free State Project, and we've all moved to New Hampshire within the last year or so to. Uh, to be activists for liberty. And that's what the Free State Project is about. It's about moving liberty-loving activists to New Hampshire. And then once they get to New Hampshire, what they do is up to them. So there's a whole variety of different things that uh, that one can do with uh, with one's time. Everything from political action at the State House all the way down to uh, street-level civil disobedience. So there's a bunch of different choices. And some people um, have a, a greater affinity for one side than the other. Some are kind of in the middle. Uh, some, like me, can appreciate both sides. And some have gone all the way to the extreme on both ends. Some are, you know, purely political animals that don't want to have anything to do with the apolitical activists. And some are completely apolitical and don't want to have anything to do uh, with, with politics. So that's where the, the the divide is. Now, Mark, you're saying that, that it doesn't exist that much. Not yet. I, um, I'm not saying that I don't think it will. I think that this could get bigger, um, it's, it's certainly, but... I, I don't want to blow. I don't think it'll benefit anybody for it to get bigger, and I don't want to blow it. I don't want to be party to blowing it up out of proportion at this point. Well, I just wanted to address uh, one of the apolitical, excuse me, one of the political types, one of their complaints here about what happened recently, and that is that uh, one of the main internet forums of the movement here in New Hampshire, NHFree.com, has decided to to no longer have a forum for political discussion. It doesn't mean they're going to highly regulate the forum and, you know, really seek out every single... 
potentially political thread, but essentially they are dissuading people from doing uh, politics on their forum. That's what I was curious about. At to what point is something? I mean, it, talking about the drug war, for example, I guess that's political. But is talking about the ending the drug war is that against the rules? And are they going to be moderating that sort of thing in the general chat? We've yet to see how that really will will hash out as the changes have yet to be made. They're coming up soon. Uh, but the announcement of the changes, the announcement that politics is no longer welcome here, I think that means they're not going to want people to be promoting candidates. Uh, they're not going to want uh, any uh, anything that is really overtly political. That's just my interpretation. And so, of course, the politicos are getting very upset. One of them took, to, uh, took it to her blog after resigning her membership from the forum. And I wanted to share this with you. Her name's Rochelle. She says, they basically took an axe to what had once been a small divide between the inside-the-system activists and the outside-the-system activists and turned it into a schism. Good job, guys. It was bound to happen eventually, and I guess it's good that it happened sooner rather than later. I've remained rather silent on the issue of outside-the-system activism, which, for those of you not in the know, is what we call people who believe that a more effective way of decreasing the size of government is to simply stop participating in it. Outside the system, activists tend to set, uh, tend to get arrested for a lot of things like driving without a license because they don't believe that the state should be issuing driver's licenses. And inside the system, activists, on the other hand, would agree the state should not be issuing driver's licenses, but would work towards getting legislation pushed through that would privatize it. So here goes me on the outside the system activists. I believe you are 99% ineffective. Well. I'd like to stop right there and say that just because you have a belief system, Rochelle, doesn't mean that you've changed reality. And the fact is that the out-of-the-system activism, the apolitical uh, civil disobedience that has been going on here in New Hampshire, has absolutely been effective. Uh, Not necessarily in changing laws. But it's been effective in getting people excited about moving here. Some people, the, the apoliticals, yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. I can tell you that one of the reasons why I was excited about moving to New Hampshire sooner rather than later was some of the really cool civil disobedience and outside-the-system activism that was going on. Uh, and, of course, we talk about it a lot on our show. Uh, it gets coverage online on, uh, t- on television, like uh, mm-hmm. the Ridley Report and uh, Free Minds TV. And uh, a lot of these things are really getting people excited. Now, there's some things that the political people are doing that's that's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it I, takes longer. The political stuff takes longer. And I, you know, the thing that I would say to Rochelle there um, is, well, you know, how effective have the politicals been um, here in New Hampshire so far? If the right. if the apoliticals have been 99% ineffective, how effective have the politicals been? And you know, the, the percentage is about uh, you know, is begins with a nine also. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't just pull so, up numbers. But I, mean, I would like to say that this is what I predicted this is how it go how it was you know this is entirely what i predicted is because it's going to go back and forth and back and forth until there's a real live schism well i think this is fine i think this is good i think it's good that the the apoliticals and the politicals that are really extreme are separating themselves from one another because it's clear that they don't get along and i don't think they should pretend like they do uh, so uh, I'm not, you know, I can't just pull numbers out of my butt, which is basically what Rochelle just did. There. Yeah, I'm she not just made s- one up. I'm not going to say anything about how effective the political people have been. I can't say anything about how effective uh, the apolitical types have been. I think when you use like 99, that, that many people, um, you know, just assume that you're making that up. Well, though. this just goes to show how emotional some of these political types are getting about a simple little decision in regards to an Internet forum. I mean, that's what she thinks is, is causing a schism. Anyway, she goes on to say, I believe you do far more harm than good to the Free State Project and its goals. Each time you get arrested over something stupid and they run an article in the paper declaring you to be a Free State Project member, you make every one of us look like a lunatic. You undo all the hard work so many Free Staters have done to create and develop goodwill. 
If you don't believe me, consider the following. Now, she hold on. But before she goes right. on, um, now, Rochelle sounds like, uh, from the early portion of her, I don't know who this woman is, um, but it sounds like from the early portion of her post, she's kept her mouth quiet about the apoliticals up until this point. Is that correct? That's the, yes. That's the, uh, That's the, the indication. Sure. So, to her mind... This was the straw that broke the camel's back, the first shot over the bow, whatever. So she respond. She is responding. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying right or wrong, good or bad. All I'm saying is that this is how I predicted it to start. The schism um, that you know that, that that's going to be terrible for the Free State Project. Well, again, these uh, political types don't have to make so it's much hay the, about but, it. They don't have to. The, we could just l- sit back and keep our mouths shut about the apoliticals, absolutely, let them do whatever the hell they want, and They're not going to do whatever the hell they want. Right. And, they and can so say, are the political people, Ian. Right. See, there's no reason in the world the apoliticals can do whatever the hell they want, and the, the politicals would have to keep their mouths shut no about it. No one has ever said they should keep their mouths shut. Well, ever. That, that's, you know what? You're, you're making it sound exactly like that when you say, well, it's their forum, and they could do what they it want. Is their da, 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 da. It is their forum, and they can do what they want. And now Rochelle's doing what she wants. She's telling them what she thinks. Great, and, and she's making herself sound a bit like a whiner. No, she result. doesn't sound that way. Yes, yeah, she I, does. I, you know, she sounds as much like oh, a whiner. Oh, you're it, ruining it for the rest of us. It's a free state project, and you're making us all look bad. You're making us look like lunatics. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Russell and Kat are just the opposite of that. They're yes. just as extreme. I like, would c- totally concur. And you're siding with them only because you personally agree with their position. That's how I feel. I agree it's their forum. I understand that. And Me they too. can set whatever rules they want. But you're taking their side just because you're an anarchist too. The, uh, the, no, no. And the, they're being I'm just a free as marketeer. Extreme. I'm a free marketeer. And the, the apolitical people have never complained that the political types are making them look bad. They have never complained the about political that. People, they're, they're the political right people now. have kept their mouths shut, though. What are you talking about? Look, I don't come on this show and bash the hell out of Re- Russell and Cat on a regular basis. I do not do that. I do not come on here and I do not attack Lauren Canario. But if I I do wonder, just like um, uh, Rochelle here, if in fact what they're doing is detrimental to the Free State Project. I don't say anything, but. If if I feel like um, you know it's shoved in my face that their position is jammed far enough down my throat, you're going to get a response, and that's what's happened here with Michelle. I think it's a bit collectivist, as a matter of fact, to yeah. suggest that uh, you know the actions it's a of collect- some individuals. It's a collectivist program. It's a group of twenty thousand no, people. Mo- yes, it absolutely is. It's an individualist is. program that encourages individuals to move to New Hampshire. Twenty thousand of they, them in a group, what, and do what they think is best for liberty. And if you think that uh, one person's actions can somehow have anything to do with what 19,999 other people think, that's absolutely absurd. More of the way, 800-259-9231. You can chime in here if you'd like or bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are for free, so enjoy those on us, including the wiki over 1,450 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. And sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and Secret Service on November 14th. All of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to libertydollar.org and sign up for their updates and register for the class action lawsuit. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. Go to libertydollar.org. 
to get involved. We're talking about uh, a continued dust-up here in New Hampshire uh, happening amongst some of the activists on uh, both sides of the divide between the world of the apolitical and the political. Now, I myself uh, exist sort of between both worlds. I, I understand both approaches to activism. I appreciate both approaches to activism. I think there's value to be gleaned from both approaches. And, uh, you know, I would not reject either one. I happen to be a more of a fan of the apolitical activism than uh, the political approaches because right. I think it's more powerful. I think uh, it gets people more excited. And I would and say that I, I, I agree. I would I exist somewhere in the middle, too. I think that there is some value to the... Uh, the apoliticals and their, you know, outside the government approach. Now, what there's not value in is when the apoliticals, and this is only some of them, okay? When the apoliticals get all preachy about, uh, well, what you're doing is immoral. I don't think that's valuable at all because then you're just insulting other people that uh, that, and for the most part, agree with your positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just no reason to call them. Names. I mean, it's essentially calling them names and making fun of them and, and just being mean. But on the other side, there's also no value to the political types uh, wringing their hands and complaining and bitching and moaning when the apoliticals go out and do something they disagree with. I think it's fine to, you know, if you want to distance yourself from it, that's one thing. But to say they're ruining your uh, your activism experience, uh, to say that they're just, you know, destroying the Free State Project and, you know, leveling all these accusations that are just... I think a, a bit hyperbolic, if, I've, if I'm using the right word. I think it's a little over the top. Uh, but, Julia, you sound like you had a comment. You said it. Oh, okay. Which part? Oh, well, you were talking about how it, it's silly for um, the apoliticals or the political people to complain to complain and stuff. And, and I was saying that what Cat and Russell did is essentially the same thing, just on the opposite end. Wait, what do you mean? By well, changing their forum? No. But they're making a statement. I'm not saying that. I, I mean, I personally don't care. Um, it means nothing to me. It's just an internet forum. I really don't right, spend that's that how much I feel time about there. It. Anyway. It's a forum. What, whoop-de-doo. They've changed one of the for- sub-forums on their internet forum. I'm just forum. saying that, that the political types complaining about the other, the apolitical types, is exactly the same thing as Russell and Kat saying, well, it's morally wrong, so no more talking about it in our house, basically. Mm-hmm. I think it's the and, same thing. You know, people, they're going to be upset about that. It's completely reasonable that um, and, and expected that they would be upset. In the same way that um, you have distanced yourself from your family because they don't want uh, you to talk about uh, all your liberty stuff during uh, holidays and that kind of thing. They'd rather mm-hmm. you talk about, I don't know, the cars, weather. girls, yeah. whatever. Um, anything, anything but more damn libertarian politics, then it, it, it's completely reasonable that you would distance yourself from them. I don't think you should, but um, that's my opinion. And it's completely reasonable that uh, some of the politicals that were on this forum, you know, on the internet, are going to share their feelings, uh, yeah, but, frankly. But I don't call my parents stupid lunatics as a result of them, um, you know, not wanting to discuss those things. I don't, I don't go out on the, uh, the attack uh, with vitriolic name-calling and ad hominem attacks and that sort of thing. And it's I think the that's internet. The, People are more likely to do that there. I, I understand that, and that's why I'm reading this blog post to point out that, uh, you know, there are two sides to this, and I think both sides are equally, can be equally nasty, and I, I don't like also, it. Here's, here's what I don't, I'm not getting from you, which I really believe is what's going on, is that both sides are being equally silly. They are being equally silly. You're saying that they can be some people, blah, blah, blah. And then you're pointing out Rochelle on this side. So I think you need to come out and say, look, Russell and Kat um, are being just as silly 
They haven't done or, anything wrong. Okay, then, then they, you're not. They then you're not taking their their stance, for them. No, no, no. They changed their internet form, and there's nothing silly about that. That's right. their decision. Well, it's you... their prerogative. There's nothing silly about that. Uh, I think that it's what I said was silly was when they've labeled uh, the political types as immoral. I think that's wrong. I think that there's I think that there's no point in saying things like that. That's just as divisive and um, asinine as calling the apoliticals lunatics and uh, and what did she what was the other term now, she used here lunatics and ineffective and uh, right. you know other things like now, that. Now the the one thing that's going to save um, the Free State Project if it can be done in in this way because this is this is um, a pattern that I predicted, that it's going to just get bigger on each side until there's an actual rift, is relationships. I know Russell and Cat Canning. They're really great people. Um, I like hanging out with them. I like talking to them. And if there can be relationships created between the politicals and the apoliticals, then that will heal these k- kinds of things. But... You know, well, there, there need to be fewer shots fired in this war, I not agree. more. Not and nonsense like this, too. Just just factless nonsense like these allegations here. She says, uh, Phil Griazzo, who's lived in New Hampshire for years and is not a Free State Project member, had his campaign for Manchester Alderman hurt severely when a hit piece was run that stated he associated with Free Staters. You know, I ran a campaign, and I, I am a Free State Project member, and that came out, and I didn't feel like that really hurt my campaign at all. I think most well, she, people didn't really know what it was. No, I think this is a funny accusation on her part. So, because, yeah, I think she's just making that up. I don't know how she could conclude that that's specifically well, what ruined his campaign. Well, whatever it was, let's say that's what it was. She's she's pointing to the people she doesn't agree with as the problem here. She's saying, well, it's because of those apoliticals. That's why Phil Griazzo uh, had his campaign hurt. And that's just nonsense. Look, even if Russell Canning or any of the apoliticals outside the system activists had never moved to New Hampshire, that would not take away the negativity that would inevitably surround the Free State Project. The fact is, the people that are established in the political system, whether they be Republicans or Democrats, generally are not happy with the idea of people coming here. Here to try to oust them and give people something else to vote for. I would they totally don't like that. I one totally bit. agree that the politicians hate the political types, and, and that, that, the fact, media the media uses the apolitical types in order to smear and sully the political types. When well, I when I ran, I experienced this. Uh, I've been to protests on the corner of the uh, IRS office, and they don't care about that at all. But when I ran for office, I was attacked twice because I was then playing in their game. I was, I was, you know, you know what I mean, using their system. They didn't like that at all. Sure, they were very upset about that. So they that. were more mad about the political side of it than the apolitical. And I think the apoliticals just annoy them. None of the news articles at any point ever came out and said. You know that Julia, she's a, she's allied with those outside the system civil disobedience activists, and that means she's bad news. Yeah. None of that was ne- it was never mentioned. It was All never was a factor. Free State Project. That was it. Right. They they think that just mentioning the Free State Project is enough to do the damage because it seems like a you know it seems like something that could be unpopular with many people inside the system, and it is. So I don't think that uh, that negativity would go away if the apolitical people were gone. I think that's absurd to suggest that. The the people that are in positions of power are going to do everything they can to make the Free State Project look like a bunch of dangerous interlopers that want to ruin New Hampshire for everybody that's already there. And I think that uh, it's irrelevant whether or not there exists a political activist in that regard. 800-259-9231, but tensions are running high. We'd love to hear from you if you uh, are involved in this or you've got some comments on how maybe uh, things could 
I don't know, get better. Although I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong. I think there's just a lot of hand-wringing going on. And then maybe they'll just get over their issues and move on and do what they think is right to make New Hampshire more free. More coming up. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can go and grab them up completely free on the front page of the website. Just click and download. freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com and read some of the real testimonials and find out how to order. ftldiscount.com. 800-259-9231. That, again, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're talking about a a problem that has sort of sprung up here in New Hampshire. If you've listened to the show before, you know we're all Free State Project members. We've all moved to New Hampshire uh, for the purposes of getting active and doing um, liberty-oriented activism to uh, bring more uh, freedom to New Hampshire. And that way, in the hopes that if New Hampshire becomes more free, that it will be that shining beacon to the rest of the people in uh, in America and to the world as Mm -hmm. well and show the world that liberty works. Yep. Of course, the activists disagree with one another and what the most effective way to bring about those changes is, and they disagree to the point uh, where some of them get a little bit vitriolic uh, towards each other, and they, they start calling names, and they accuse uh, one side of, of, of ruining it for the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there's problems on both sides. I think that uh, both sides are uh, they're they're a little bit too exclusive of one another, but maybe it's to their detriment. Maybe it's not. Maybe this is good that they're that they're splitting off from one another. I I really don't know, and and I don't care because I know there's nothing that's going to happen that's going to change the the issue. The fact is, they're going to keep being political activists, and they're going to keep being uh, the apolitical activists. Well, so let's yes, try to get along. The one thing that can change is relationships. Um, they can, you know, people can establish relationships with, you know, the other side. As it were, these are real people. They're good people, and you know, they, the name calling isn't going to be the name calling and the, uh, you know, the accusations of you're ruining it for the rest of us. You know, that, that I stuff. think is very childish. Well, I agree that that's um, childish, but I would also agree that uh, shutting down a portion of your uh, forum is is equally as childish. It's it's. Seems to me like exactly the same thing. It's just the opposite. Well, if they'd created the forum without the political uh, yes. subform oh, in yes. the beginning, we made that we made that clear. Ian. Would that be childish? No. It wouldn't. So you, it's only childish when you change your mind about yes, what you want your form to do? I'm taking my ball and going home. But no one's gone home. They've just said yes, they're changing the rules. I'm taking my ball and I'm kicking your butt out of my yard. Is that's, essentially what they're saying. Yes, that's childish, and I'm sorry. So was it childish when I made a change to the Free Talk Live forum and uh, made it so there are no more post rankings, where if you uh, post a thousand posts, you get called something special, that sort of thing? Was that childish, too? I think the reason that you changed that was because there was something going on. There, wasn't gr- there weren't groups, Ian. Well, what's here going on here is they don't want groups. those posts on their forum. It's a, it's, there are forums out there that are dedicated to, to very specific things, and if discussion happens there that's not dedicated to that specific thing, it gets deleted. Yeah. Is that childish? No, it's just the way the forum is set up. It's what their rules are. Look, you know, childish or not, that this is this is the exact thing that I would have expected to happen when you shut down a portion of the forum and tech. Te- you political people can't talk about that political stuff here anymore. 
Sorry. I mean, well, this yeah. is completely, completely reasonable. Well, okay. People are going to get upset. I understand that. But uh, but for them to call names and to be uh, be childish in return, I think is kind of silly. Okay. So I don't necessarily agree that it was childish, but let me move on here with a uh, blog post. One of these uh, political activists, very, very upset, pointing the fingers at the apoliticals as the reason that they're failing. The reason that they can't get anything done in the world of politics is apparently because there are people out there that don't want to participate with them. No, politics are just slow, slow, slow. Right. So I don't think it's fair what they're saying here. She says, every time Irina Goddard, the president of the Free State Project, runs for Concord School Board, all the Concord Monitor has to do is run a newspaper article mentioning that she's a member of the Free State Project to guarantee she won't win. I believe they've done this twice now. If your goal is to not only prevent yourself from participating in politics, but also everyone else, you're being quite successful. How, how's that? Because Irina didn't win, she's being prevented? I'm, from... I don't understand how, where the connection is, though. How is she proving that she didn't win just because of that article coming out about her being a free state project? There is no member? connection. That's the problem with There's these people. A, n- a number of reasons she probably didn't win, and I imagine it's kind of similar to the reasons I didn't win. Right. And the fact is, interlopers... And, uh, and the Free State Project members are being seen that way, are going to have a tough time, regardless of who's out there in the same club. So she says uh, quite the opposite. In fact, each time you go to court and engage in petty rebellion against the system by refusing to stand up when the judge enters the room, you cost all of us far more in goodwill than you win in freedom. Well, you know, there are some of us, and I'm one of them, that thinks that people have to earn respect before they're given it. And just because a man walks into a room wearing a black robe doesn't mean that you all automatically have to jump up to your feet and uh, salute that guy. And because you want to act like that upsets you, okay, that's fine. Let it upset you. The fact is, those people don't deserve respect. They're doing a job that in many, uh, in many instances results in individuals being put in jail cells that have never harmed another person in their entire life, whether they be a civil disobedience activist or whether they just be somebody who got caught with a joint driving down the highway. These men are despicable uh, individuals who don't deserve respect whatsoever. And you're saying that, again, because some people won't stand up in a courtroom, that that's ruining it for the rest of us again the collectivist mentality of some of these political types i think is uh is kind of unbecoming she continues I, you know ian you're not even you're, you're just not even looking at this from a reasonable um standpoint um look, is it unreasonable to not stand for a judge i i don't care about the standing for a judge well, some people apparently do care a lot well um look, i think what mark's trying to say is here, that you've picked a side and that's all you're addressing right and and you're you're not brooking anything on the other side i'm looking at both sides here and you're not i mean you're trying to, to pretend what do you mean i'm not looking at both sides look i the, participate the in political politics people perfectly it make perfectly good sense in their complaints I'm not saying, I mean, you know, and the marriage here may be not the best marriage in the world, but, you know, to, I just don't think that, uh, I, I, for one, I don't think we should be talking about it on air, but I don't think that the nitpicking matters. If these people want to um, argue about their petty crap on some BBS, that's fine, but we're giving it more credence. We're talking to hundreds of thousands of people about these people's problem right now, and I just, you know, it sh- we shouldn't be. So you're saying that uh, the, the conflict here is, is something that shouldn't be discussed, it should just be left out in the cold, uh, ignored, not uh, given any uh, discussion whatsoever? Uh, well, I certainly don't think that we... Um, you're taking a side, which forces me to take a side. Like, you and I are on different um, portions. So we're creating a bigger rift, you and I, by simply talking about it. And 
what we should be doing is building relationships, creating um, relationships, not pointing out who's doing the wrong thing how. Because when you point out that Rochelle, the poster here, has said something wrong... Well, she's attacking me. She's not attacking she you. She is attacking me. I have been in a courtroom, and I have not stood for a judge. And she's saying that things like that are ruining her experience here in New Hampshire. Well, I, and, and I've got to say that um, if you stood for the – if you um, worked within the legal system and everybody – all of the apoliticals worked within the political system and did things the way the politicals want things done, that likely we would have more success faster in the political arena. I don't think and you have anything to base, all, uh, base that on. Right. I, I, you, you know, I can't because it's not in reality, and that's not yeah. what's happening. So you're right. Right. I don't have anything to base it on, but it makes perfectly good sense to me. And if the politicals worked with the, the apoliticals and did exactly what they do and go out there and throw water balloons at the IRS building and uh, you know not have a driver's license or whatever, it'd be more effective in that arena, too. So if they could all work and do the same thing, then it would be more effective. But they can't, and they're not going to. And to expose their, um, you know, their their arguments like this, I just, I, it doesn't, it doesn't build a framework. It doesn't. Uh, it's not good for the Free State Project. I, again, I don't really care what's good for the Free State Project. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in pointing out some of these uh, differences between these groups of activism and pointing out where they're, uh, where a number of them are completely wrong. And the, the political types in this case are, are totally on the wrong side of the equation. Uh, and, and again, I have been fair. I have said the apoliticals have been out of line. I have pointed out uh, that they've done some things that uh, have, have been unnecessary. Like I said, labeling the political types as... Uh, as being immoral is it, that's completely unnecessary. So how can you say that I am taking one side over another when it's very clear that I've critiqued both sides? Yep. It's just that I'm using this blog post as an example to critique the political side because they're the ones that are complaining. It's not, they're the ones that are shouting my from the experience rooftops. That you are actually um, taking a side here. You're doing a little bit on um, you know you're saying a little bit about. There's the not much else to say about them. They're not posting blogs complaining and re- saying that their whole experience in activism has been ruined by the people that are involving in politics. They're in this particular not. instance that you're talking about, they own the forum. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, go and shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So you've got holiday shopping to do. Do it through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We go right into the phone calls to Bradley in Manitoba, Canada. Bradley, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to say that uh, it's lots of fun listening to you guys uh, yell at each other about this. But uh, Thanks for saving us, Bradley. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't think that uh, the things that make you guys good talk radio hosts really make you the... Uh, kind of people who can solve these sorts of disputes, you know. Diplomacy doesn't uh, sell too well on talk radio. But yeah, I'm not trying to solve the dispute. Talk. I'm not here to solve this dispute. I'm here to, uh, I've talked about, uh, you know, uh, bef- we've talked about this issue before, and I've made it very clear that I wish both sides could get along, but it seems quite clear that they can't. So at this point, I'm just responding to accusations. Uh, you know, this uh, this lady says that uh, people that aren't standing for judges are ruining it for the rest of us, and I think that's absolutely outrageous, and I, I think this deserves to be responded to. Sure. I'm just. Uh, I just wanted to point out that maybe the things that make you a good talk radio host are uh, 
not not going to have much value in uh, in uh, getting either side to listen to you. Very good. Anything uh, else on your mind tonight? No, I just wanted to say Shoot. that. <laughs> All right. Oh gosh! Thanks Ro- for the call. I, I wish you would have brought another subject up. Saved me from this. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't know if there's much else to say at this point. I mean, she goes on, but I, I pretty much pointed out the important points that I thought were worthy of rebuttal in, well, in her email. It's, it sounds to me like uh, both of them are uh, blog you know, posts. That, that that you know, both sides are standing there going "screw you" to the other side, and um, you know, there's just there's yeah. Well, they just need to get over it and move on. Right. The, That's politi- all I'm the politicals need to accept the apoliticals and whatever they want to do. Right. Well, they can talk out against them if they want to. That's certainly and that's what they're doing. What's the problem? Their business, uh, but to claim that they're ruining it for uh, the rest of us, I think, is absolutely I think, absurd. I think ruining might be an exaggeration, but certainly um, if, those words have been used before. Right, you know, ruining is, is a slight exaggeration, but making it less efficient, less uh, a less efficient of a process, making it harder for the political types to uh, get what they want to get done. The other side could say the same exact thing. Um, and I, don't I don't see how they could say that. I mean, how can uh, somebody... Well, their position might be that by participating in the system, you're, legitimi- you're helping legitimize it, and therefore you're making uh, what the apoliticals are doing that much more difficult. I, won't, I don't and sympathize not, with that. they are saying that. <laughs> I, I don't sympathize with that position, but they could say the very same thing that the politicals are. My point is that, for the most part, they aren't saying those things. So, uh, 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. People think I'm taking sides on this. You are taking uh, sides on this. You said that now all, you know, that the sides are made, and now all you're going to do is respond to a- accusations. I mean, you, you are on a side on this, and to say that you're not... You're just not being uh, completely honest here. Well, it's clear that I'm not on on either side because I have critiqued both sides. So Mm -hmm. to suggest that I'm, you know, adhering to one side seems to be pretty That's not the way it sounds like to me. Okay, well, I bet you some other people uh, think differently. Anyway, you're welcome to chime in on this or bring up whatever you want uh, still to come here tonight. Uh, lots on the way, including Mark. I think you have something. Uh, I got an email there. that I've been wanting to read, but I, um, it's a KSCO email, so I think that I'd prefer to read it, uh, um, you know, at, at nine o'clock. Um, I, there is a mass lawmakers are banning spanking, though. Yeah. Okay. What's that all about? Are, uh, banning spanking, which uh, I like think, that's going to stop people from spanking their children. Oh my God! This could cause all kinds of problems, though. Kids oh, could yeah. report parents, and Massachusetts lawmakers say a proposed measure would ban parents from spanking their children even in their own homes, is a way to protect kids from abuse. But many parents believe it's an example of a government run amok. In all 50 states, parents are legally allowed to spank their children. But in 29 states, it's illegal for a teacher to practice corporal punishment, including spanking. A Massachusetts nurse is hoping to change that and make the state the first in the nation to ban corporal punishment at home. Hmm. I think it's ironic. Well, what I want to know is, Spanking on the butt. I mean, what if your kid's going for a to put his hand on the stove and you slap him on the hand? No touching. That, no touching the children. No, I don't know what the the rule uh, the, is. I mean, I'm just curious as far as how how far are they going to take this? It, they call it a spanking. A spanking is uh, normally what we're talking about is where uh, you hit someone on the butt. On the butt, whether it's with a hand or with a, mm-hmm. a wooden spoon belt. or a belt or something like that. Which I find barbaric, by I, the way. I find the belt one a little. Do you psycho. support this law? No, of course not. Okay, I support social ostracism. I think <laughs> I think that uh, likely you'd be the one being ostracized. <laughs> your position, Whatever. Your position is uh, is um, in the minority. No one's going to ostracize me because I uh, think negatively towards spanking. They may not invite you to their home um, where they me. have kids. Where they I got my own home. Them. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like ostracism doesn't work that well on you. That's all. I think that it's ironic that domestic violence applies to everyone except the most vulnerable children. 
Kathleen Wolf, who wrote in the bill, Massachusetts lawmakers will consider the bill today. The very idea of the bill has stirred huge controversy because many parents say that the state is parents to... love to beat their kids. <laughs> because <that's... laughs> I think that spanking is, uh, you know, is one of the many tools that parents should use. Sure, if you the... want to teach your kid that violence solves problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as soon as children can communicate that spanking is no longer necessary. I think that in the case of a a year old reaching for a hot stove, smacking his hand. Not necessarily hard, but enough to sort of stun him isn't really that big of a deal, and it's not like you can explain it to him because he can't process that yet. That I can understand, but I think once you can communicate with your child, that well, I don't know why is... you've got your one-year-old up on uh, the counter by the stove in the <laughs> first one-year-olds place. One-year-olds reach for things. Two-year-olds, they reach you was, for things. You're thinking of an electric stove. What about uh, a wood stove that uh, sits sits on the floor and okay. gets uh, to right. be 600 degrees? There, I, there you go. I used to have neighbors who they were 12 years old, and their dad used to make them pull down their pants, and he would whip them with a belt on the butt. Yeah. Now that that's is sick. stupid. If you can't talk to your 12-year-old, I, I feel like that's just lashing out. Right. And and, and there's a, there's a difference I think between saving your child from imminent harm and spanking to punish them for something. I think there's a difference there. I think that Julia might have had a point there at the, the communication levels. Um, that you know when you're when you're talking about a young child, their communication skills just aren't very good. Correcting, I think that uh, spanking is a you know it's an effective means of correcting the child. Um, you know, so I, I don't see any reason the parents shouldn't do it. But you know, when it really comes down well, to the reason is you, you know, again, you don't and want Oprah warp your kid's mind. Are people that are against uh, spanking, and and you're people that don't have kids, so your opinions aren't terribly relevant. Well, there are people that do have kids that don't spank. Right. There are. I can't remember they get away with ever getting spanked as a kid. Ever. I mean, maybe when I wasn't old enough to communicate. Maybe. Yeah. I'm sure but. I got spanked. I, I know I can remember a couple of instances where I got spanked, and uh, but you know, most likely most of my spankings occurred before four or five right. years old. And I think that's where the line crosses over into abuse. When you are beating a 12-year-old just because you're angry and that's your first response, you're, I think that's right, That's abusive. poor parenting skills. Exactly. That's so what are the uh, punishments they're proposing here, Mark? Do we have any idea? <clears throat> Misdemeanor or what? Um, at this point, uh, they... You know, I, I haven't gotten that far. I don't know. Uh, one mother echoed the sentiments of many, saying, I don't want the government telling me how to raise my children. I agree with that. So they shouldn't live in Massachusetts. <laughs> You're right. 19 <laughs> countries have banned corporal punishment, and some say uh, child-rearing experts believe one day the United States will do so as well. I don't know if it's an idea whose time has come, but it's possibly... One um, whose time is coming, said uh, Lisa Berlin, a professor of the Duke University Center for Child and Family Policy. Wolf has children and said she has uh, swatted my kids a couple of times. She says she's not recommending parents who um, who spank their kids should face jail time, as they do in Sweden, or fines as they do elsewhere. Hmm. I don't think the idea is to punish people. I think the idea is to give them the support that they need. So apparently she's one of these uh, lefties that uh, believes that somehow she can pass a law without any kind of punishment. No one's going to get and punished? Then, they're going to outlaw it, but are, they're not going to get punished? Right. She's, you know, she's, she just doesn't like spanking. We just, hmm. it's, it's a, it, we're going to pass a law and make it illegal, but we're not going to punish you for it? Please. Yeah, the government right. doesn't know how to do that. The government, as a matter of fact, <laughs> if you pass you a law yeah. and there is no punishment, people are going to do it anyway and ignore your stupid law. Mm-hmm. So Then just, it's not a law, it's just a guideline. Yeah, it's just, you know. An idea. Obviously, Please don't spank your kids. she's a lefty, um, you know, when she, with this no spanking thing, and, uh, you know, she's she's a lefty because she doesn't think that, we're not talking about any punishments here, so. Crazy. Yeah. It's like people who believe that, 
oh, the government doesn't punish people for not paying taxes. The heck <laughs> they don't. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Well, maybe they should. I mean, if you can have a punishment for it now, I'm just I'm not being serious here, but maybe the parents should get an, an equal number of spankings as they've, they've given to their kid. You know, with a big uh, one of those big boards that they use with the holes in it. Yeah, for the, just to the, show the, uh, them what it feels the, like. The Greek uh, fraternities. Just use. to give them a good reminder of you know how that feels to get spanked. I'm yeah. not saying that's how it should be, but it certainly would be poetic justice, I think. Uh, because uh, again, you're teaching your kid when you spank them. Again, it doesn't matter if they're young or old or whatever. You're teaching them that violence solves problems and that people should turn to violent solutions. Have to you ever solve swatted problems. your cat when it makes a uh, when it does something you don't like? Uh, yeah, when it attacks physically, yeah. I mean, then you're defending yourself. Just correcting it. So, right. oh, so if we're talking about a violent situation with a child using uh, using violence to solve problems, then it's okay to to spank. Is that what you're saying? If your child is attacking you and putting your life what in danger, what about another child? And not putting a life in danger, just you if know. your child is attacking you, you should be able to defend yourself. I, I'm not putting the uh, child life in danger by spanking them. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. As we launch an hour number three of the program, bring up what you want... It's 800-259-9231, and join us at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. We go right into the phone calls, and then we'll jump into the email box in a moment. First, we go to Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Julia. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, you guys were talking about um, the, uh, the law that they're thinking about passing. Right, state of Massachusetts is looking at passing a law to uh, to ban spanking. Apparently, though, they're saying that the law won't actually put people in jail or bring them any sort of. Uh, did they say there was no financial penalty either, Mark, or just no jail time? At, at this point, there's no um, punishment listed in the article. Which they'll I get was, to that. Would, though. They'll, yeah. they'll uh, figure course, out a punishment. There has to be a punishment, otherwise, the laws of um, has no teeth. Right, and of course, I say that uh, I find spanking despicable, but at the same time, I would not. I would never outlaw it. I would just simply uh, just ostracize those uh, parents that were utilizing that method. What were your thoughts, Matt? Not only should you not outlaw it, but you have to, people have to remember, one of the easiest things to do is is to judge people, especially people who don't have kids, when it comes to upbringing their own kids. I've, I've seen many, I don't think Dr. Spock ever had any kids. I've seen many, many people talking about raising kids who don't have any children. Oprah, Oprah uh, she would be one. Uh, Dr. Phil probably, I don't know if Dr. Phil has kids. I think kids he has kids, yeah. Okay, well, but... The, but I don't the know that he is, said anything about spanking, but I you know, I could be wrong. The, the point is, when it comes to kids, you really kind of never know what you're going to get. Sometimes things will come out of the blue with kids that you just weren't expecting. They, they, they start out this in this world as little sociopaths, you know? And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they'll hit each other in order to get, um, to, to, to get things and... Uh, you know the, the what? Are, what are you going to do with that? And it it seems to me when when a kid doesn't have the ability to reason and and communicate very well that one of the tools that a parent should have is the ability to uh, reprimand them with a spanking. And and, and yes, I would agree with that. At some point, it becomes bad parenting. 
Yes, and, and, that's, and that's the thing, is that you can't depend on that solely. You must try to, um, to also reason with the child and realize that these are human beings that you're dealing with. Um, uh, but it, 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 can get, it can get hairy at times. And when, you're, when you have a, a, a 13-year-old uh, with a smirk on his face looking at you, telling you he ain't going to do what you say, even in your own house, even though it's your own house, and even though you're the master of that house, and he knows without a shadow of a doubt that you're not going to hit him, mm-hmm. to be able to smack him a little bit will just shake him up like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, well, I question, uh, you know, again, uh, the the situation that you're describing. I think that uh, clearly if you're still spanking your kids or, uh, you know, wanting to beat them at age 13, then it's clear that you've been spanking them throughout their lives. Oh, uh, no, I wasn't spanking him throughout his life. It was at age 13. It was the first time I ever struck my son. And he did not believe for a second that I would, that I would go on beyond yelling at him. Beyond what, what would you anything. do in this circumstance, Ian? What was, what was the circumstance? Uh, that He uh, simply was not going to obey my wishes in my home. Well, throw them out. Get uh, out. Well, you know, if that's if actually up to illegal, me, I might have been able to. Okay, but you're talking. You got two parents here. You don't have just mm-hmm. one. This, uh, this is not purely authoritarian. Mm-hmm. I really couldn't just throw them out. Also, there's the fact of what happens if I throw him out and, and he's picked up by the police along the way, and and now you got the authorities involved. Then things get really, really hairy. Yeah, isn't it illegal to kick your kid out? I, I'm pretty I, sure it is. In I think 16, so. under 16, or something. Seems like it. I think so. I yeah. think it is. Well, all I can tell you is, again, I don't, I don't purport to know how you should have handled that situation. I'm not a, you know, relationship expert, uh, but, but I can tell you that the one time my mother hit me, uh, I do, I do remember that, and, uh, and I can tell you that she slapped me across the face. I don't recall what the incident was in regards to. I'm sure I mouthed off or said something she didn't like. No, uh, but. <laughs> But uh, she slapped me across the face, man, and that's what I remember. All I remember is my mom slapped me across the face, and, and that does and, not and leave a favorable taste in my mouth about my mother at all. And that's why you're, you, you have such a bad relationship with your mother? I can't say that's the sole reason why, but I can tell you that looking back at my past with my mother, uh, that's all I remember about that incident. I don't recall what she was trying to correct me for. I don't recall what the issue was, what the incident was. All I remember is the violence. That's all I remember. You need therapy, my friend. I still talk to my son. I still have a good relationship with him, a very good relationship. Well, that's nice. I mean, I don't have a bad relationship with my mom. It was this one incident, and um, it worked. He, He settled down. He listened to what I had to say. He listened to, to reason, and he started to behave uh, more in a way. Actually, it was his mom that he was disobeying more than it was me. Yeah. But he was he was. Well, you know, I, there's no trying, doubt that the advocates of uh, the advocates of uh, spanking are certainly fans of the uh, you know fans of that idea, and they do believe that it works. And I'm sure that it works on a, you know on a temporary basis, and in many cases it might work on a seemingly permanent basis. I just think it does some uh, some internal damage, some physiological damage, uh, that uh, some mental damage that can really mess a kid up. And maybe your kid made it out okay, and and in that case, you know that's good, and he's very fortunate that he didn't get you know hit more often than he did. Uh, well, again, I, like I said, I agree that it's, it is not a good idea. I, you know, I, I try to avoid it as much as, as possible. Well, that's like good. Like I said, this is, that's the only time I ever used it. It was available to me, and it was something, and it just happened in the heat of the moment. 
I mean, sure. things get very, very emotional. Things get, you know, things uh, happen very quickly in these situations. It's not something that um, that I think should be taken away. From, from I'm, never, I'm not suggesting that at all. I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to convince people that spank to not spank. That's not really what I'm trying to do. I'm just taking a position that I find it distasteful, and I think it's, uh, I don't know, I think that in your, if you're in the heat of the moment and you feel heated, you should take a break and think about what you're going to do uh, and think about maybe some other options, uh, some more creative, nonviolent ways to uh, to solve the problem. Um, maybe that could help avoid uh, conflicts like this, but I'm glad that you try to stay away from it. I think it's important to, to have that mindset instead of being... Being the type of parent that that's the first place that they go. First they yell, then they spank. Uh, right. There are a lot of parents out there like that, and I think that those kids are really having some serious damage done to them. That could very well be. As, as far as, as teaching them violence goes, now I've I've never touched my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's fifteen, sixteen now. I, she's she's never really given me any problems, but she'll hit me hmm. and uh, hard. She's bruised me before, and I tell mm. her, don't hit. Why do you hit all the time? What's your explanation for that, Ian? What, uh, what is her explanation for that? I don't know. Just No, no. I was asking Ian what his explanation is for a, a child that's never been hit that uh, would, uh, you know, think about doing uh, and striking. And she hits her so. brother? That's like, you know how I, you, you, I explained to her, how would you like it if, if you got hit? Ooh. She probably feels like she'll never get hit because she's a girl. Yeah. Well, his bro- um, the, the brother should hit true. her back. See what happens then. Yeah, well, he 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 just won't. Yeah, that's the problem. I think that's what it is, Julia. She thinks she's invincible because she's a girl. And I've been trained. S- yeah, I gotta say that uh, personally, if I hit you, hit me back. It's fair game, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't agree know. with that. You shouldn't be hitting people if you don't want to suffer the consequences that could come about. Absolutely, Matt. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate your thoughts at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're certainly welcome to chime in here. I, again, I, I'm not trying to persuade you. I just think that uh, there's some real negative fallout that comes from using violence on your kids. And as I pointed out, that's all I remember from my from my past with my parents as far as incidents of violence. I don't remember the the surrounding details. Yeah, my mom only hit me once and it was she was lashing out going into psycho mode. So What what was it about? Well, it was yeah, I do. I got expelled when I was 16 and during that that time was very hard for my parents. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me too. It was like a lot of lawyers and and stuff like that and it was not fun. Why would she hit you? Uh, we were arguing about something. I don't even think we were arguing. I think she she is very emotional and sometimes she gets really worked up and she was just getting herself worked up and she just was like shaking and freaking out and just reached out and slapped me across the face. Yeah, I think it shows a lack of control. I think it sh- uh, I think that a parent that re- that reacts in that way, especially with a teenager, a parent that reacts in that way is really just they're losing it. Oh, uh, I wanted to point. hit her back. They're making it like you know, they're the ones that are behaving childlike by resorting to violence. I think it's a very uh, childlike, barbaric thing to do. More on the way. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I understand. I it, it, more on the way. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photos and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. 
Perhaps you may own or know someone who has a company that is struggling to collect money from owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing task of collections. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. We go to the phones. Talk to Eddie in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello, Eddie. Yeah, can you hear me? We got you, Eddie. What's on your mind? Yeah, you're you're talking about hitting children? Yeah. Let me give you three instances where I think I felt I had no other choice but to hit my kids. Okay. Rarely do I hit them. I have a stepson who's 15 now. Then I have two daughters, 14 and 11. My 14 and 11-year-old daughters... I told them to stay out of the street. They're three years old now, running around. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them listened the first time I told them. I street felt is just too tempting, huh? I had no choice, and I hit them both in the thigh and make it sting. And I said, now you go in that street one more time, and I'm going to make it hurt even worse. Because, But what's going to hurt worse to me is when you get run over by a car. And neither one of them ever again went in the street. As soon as they hit that curb, they stopped. But I think by hitting them, making a sting, and really making them think about it because they didn't listen to me the first time, is what probably saved their life. Now, I'd like to know, I mean, there, again, there are other parents out there that have never hit their children, and well, I'd be course, interested to know how they would have handled different. the same situation. I'll, now, my 15-year-old stepson, who's been with me since he was two years old, he listened to me. He never went in the street. I didn't have to do nothing to him. But about six months ago, when the, now my stepson... He doesn't live with me now. He's, his mother moved out about a t- year and a half ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. But he, I'm still like a father figure, I guess you can say. Well, because he comes over, he sleeps over. Well, I've never hit him. But then his mo- he wasn't listening to his mother. He was cutting school. I wasn't really saying. I would say stuff to him, try to talk to him. Well, he comes into my house, and he steals $850 from me about two and a half months ago, three oh. months ago. Yes, he came into the house because I'm treating him like a son. He steals eight hundred and fifty dollars. Hmm. I finally figured out he does it. I wait a whole day. He spent all but one hundred and fifty dollars of that money on what? Um, party what does a teenager spend eight hundred and fifty bucks? Excuse me, oh, I, I, Julia. Come on. I mean, you, some of the well, girls. Let you me were... just hold off on this. Yeah. But see, now he wasn't listening Die. because for months and months I'm trying to talk to him about going to school. Look at you got a one point seven average. I went to back to his mother's house. When he walked in the door, I said, I know you have some money. I talked to your friend. He pulled the money out. He got scared, but he's thinking he's a tough guy. He's 15 years old, and I was at that age where I thought I was a tough guy. I went up to him, and I hit him one time good. And I said, look it, I can kick your butt. How how did you hit him? That's a bad word. And I said, you stole money. I've been talking to you. You think you're some tough guy walking around on the streets. You can do what you want. I said, you're going to pay me back. And if you keep cutting school, I'm coming to look for you. And if I have to choke you and drag you home in front of your friends and embarrass you, I'll do it. That boy has been listening good for the last two and a half or three months, and he's paid me back all but $240 so far. And his teachers have said he has changed his ways in the last month and a half or so. Well, you know, if he stole something from you, he has initiated force upon you, in which case I can certainly see that if he's not paying you back or something like that, that you could um, resort to violence in that particular instance. I can't say I disagree with you on that one. Uh, uh, but 
But beating your your three-year-olds uh, for going into the street, I, I think that there are some other parents out there that have had the same problem and managed to solve it without employing violence, and I'd like well, to know from you I how agree with you on there. You, some kids are different than others. All, not all kids are the same. Some kids aren't going to listen to you. They're just going to think you're kidding. And I, the, that was the, the way I felt I needed to do it before my child got hit, and it worked. Maybe it'll work different for somebody else, but it didn't work that time. And if you're willing to take the chance of allowing your kid to get run over because that was the thing you could think of at that time to get a little sting in her leg to wake him up, and then it worked, I don't know what to say. Well, when your kid gets run over if the, you ever decide to have any kids, but I guess since you're fixed and you don't have to worry about right. that. Right. Ian's never going to have to worry about it, so he can stand on the top on the mountaintop and preach whatever he wants because he's never going to have kids. Oh yeah, exactly. That's one of the reasons why I've got a vasectomy is because I know that I'd uh, you know be likely to resort to violence uh, with a kid, yeah. and I don't think that's right. Thanks for the call, dude. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think it's a I think it's a barbaric uh, sort of a. A position to be coming from, and I think that people should really think about other alternatives. In the case of the 15-year-old who was stealing from him, I think Mark was talking something similar about this maybe a week ago or or something. Um, If you were to steal money from just another person, it's likely that you're going to get your butt kicked. Or if they find out it's you, that's just sort of a consequence for stealing things. If you steal Mm -hmm. money from some big guy, he's probably going to kick your ass. and so this is not that I would personally do that because I don't really lash out in violence and that sort of thing. But that does that situation doesn't really bother me. The kid sounds no, like a young punk who probably deserved to get his butt kicked and maybe it taught him a lesson. I don't yeah, know. Don't steal. <laughs> I just feel like uh, when you're dealing with, uh, again, a lot of situations that don't involve violence, that don't involve initiated force, uh, there have to be other ways to do it. My parents managed to keep me out of the road without beating me. How'd they do it? I don't know. They're not here to ask me. Yeah, but my dad yelled them. really loud, and it was very scary. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think that uh, spanking needs to be one of the uh, tools that parents have in their uh, bevy of it's uh, clear, child It's clear that it is, and it's not going away anytime now, soon. No time I, soon. What I think is the problem is, like I said, my dad yelled at me, and it was really efficient until I was a certain age, and then I just started to resent it. But he never stopped. Like he, that was his method of dealing with us yelling till when i was 17 years old and it i didn't care when i was 17 years right. old that he perhaps was you would have cared about a spanking yeah i'm no, sure that uh, think... there are methods out there i just you know i'm not a parent i'm not planning on being a parent so i haven't taken the time to go and buy books about spanking and you know try to figure out what the alternatives are i know there are more creative methods because there are parents that have raised their kids without spanking and if they want to call in we'd love to hear from them otherwise mark what were you looking at me for oh i've, I've got an email i'm ready to go oh, we'll get to that but first we've got to go to joel in new york joel you're on free talk live joel going once in new york state joel going twice let's try paula in florida paula you're on free talk live with the in julia and mark yeah hi hon something very serious has happened here our, our state attack. took our state took all the money for our school system. They gambled with it, and they lost $8.2 billion. How did they wow. gamble with it, exactly? They, they invested it, and they lost it all. Now, was hmm. the, were the invest, what kind of investments were these, Paula? They wouldn't say. It said that they invested in funds and stuff like that. They wouldn't say Usually exactly what we're talking about is derivatives. Anyway, the state attorney had to close the account. They had to uh, freeze the account because some people heard about the school system. They rushed in there to try to get some money out of it. 
and they had to shut it down. They said they've already written checks out there, but they said they're not going to be able to get any money. Well, it's not their money, so who cares what they do? Yeah, it's right. the taxpayers' money, and they're gambling with our money. Well, and Paula, they didn't even ask us if they could do that. Of course, they don't have to ask. They've already taken it from you. Thanks for the call. 800. They're just a bunch of thieves. How yep. could they ask a group of people anyway? Right. 1-800-259-9231. I suppose they could have a resolution on the ballot or something, and then they'd have to wait four years before they could ask you. Anyway, they're not going to ask. They've got your money. They're going to do what they want with it. That's how the system works. If you want to prevent that from happening, stop giving it to them. Just stop. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you like toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Get interactive on the bulletin board system at bbs.freetalklive.com. Over 300,000 posts for you to surf around through serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all, all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Wow, and amaze your techie friends with the new Zero Blaster. It shoots smoke rings 12 feet. They are the perfect gift for anyone who likes neat stuff. Get your blaster at ZeroToys.com. That's ZeroToys.com. 800-259-9231. Going back to the phones to the phone. Kevin in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello, Kevin. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? Um, did you see the debate last night? I watched the Ron Paul segments. I never watched the rest of the debate. The, yeah. uh, the, the I know you guys are big fans of Ron Paul. Right. The Ron right. Paul fanatics on the Internet do a great job of just chopping out the Ron Paul-only segments of the debate and putting that up on YouTube so that way I don't have to waste you know an hour and a half of my time watching the other nonsense uh-huh. spew from the other candidates' mouths. Genius. That's a genius move of you because mm-hmm. the rest of it is quite boring if you ask me. I imagine so. So instead of uh, investing an hour and a half or two hours, I invest nine minutes and I'm done. So, uh, yeah, so I watched the Ron Paul segments. What, why were you asking? I had a question. Do you appreciate Howard Stern's penis? Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Uh, we, uh, okay, so there's Kevin. And, uh, Mark, go to the email box. What do we have? Okay. <laughs> Those pranks are just awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're not funny at all. But you're laughing. I'm laughing at how stupid that kid is. I see. That was... we've had worse ones than that one it's worse but that's just so bad it's not even funny this one's uh, this email's from Roger Uh, it's entitled Lost in a Sea of Madness alright it says Mark sometimes I get uh, a little lost hence the signature about um, what about things you know he's I guess he's uh, referring to what our stance is on uh, sort of uh, you know little government or no government, less government intervention than things. What about um, things like the radio or air travel? Things that, in my humble opinion, we do need to be regulated because you know what would happen if there was no regulation on the airwaves and the signals would be stepping on each other so badly unless you happen to live right next to a 10,000-watt blowtorch like I do, KSCO, or in the air. um, Do you want to fly in an aircraft and airways that any idiot with a wrench and some aluminum can build an airplane and put it in the sky? How do we go about regulating stuff like that? Without being um, left, uh, without without being the left hand of God coming down upon thee. So well, the, the the radio one's easy. Uh, that one is, is a, a simply property rights and homesteading. Uh, the fact is, if you were there first and you flipped on your transmitter first, 
then you've homesteaded that radio frequency, and in the free marketplace, there could be arbitration courts that would uh, would hear out cases of alleged interference and that sort of thing, and they would, you know, both sides would present their case, and the arbitrator would would say, okay, well, you know, here's our decision, and then of course people would start to understand what the the typical decisions would be in those cases, and they wouldn't step on each other's toes because they they would understand that that would just lead to trouble down the line. You want and, people to hear your radio signal, so you want to find a clear place to put it. And let's not forget that, um, in fact, the radio dial itself is prescribed by the uh, the government, the FCC. So there's no saying that um, that that is the radio dial that should exist. There's there's just so much radio dial out there, and you know that's where we could expand it if it needed to be expanded. And and who knows what the marketplace would do? We definitely don't need the government in that particular arena. Certainly and, not. Like you said, um, all they've you know, ever done is we don't have progress. A, we don't have a government agency that uh, tells us where our property lines are and those kind of things. Deeds are registered with the government, but that, that they don't prescribe where these property lines are and that kind of thing. We don't need a government agency to dis- to uh, decide where radio stations' uh, property lines are either in the airwaves. Absolutely. Uh, so the other, the, the the more difficult one is the FAA. the FAA. Is he done with his email? He's pretty much yeah. Um, that's the difficult one, um, and and I only I really have difficulty with it because I don't know much about flying. I don't know much about the the whole system. I um, think that um, what his concern is that that uh, something any idiot with a wrench and some aluminum can build a plane and get in the sky. I think that that actually can be done with it can an be ultralight. Done today. It can be done today. Yeah. That kind of thing. And if you really wanted to fly and you were an idiot, you wouldn't even need a wrench. You could just go out and get in an airplane and do it. Are you telling you me sure somebody could. wouldn't? Um, you know that you you could buy an airplane. Are you telling me somebody wouldn't? Uh, yeah. Wouldn't you can sell buy a you an MIG. airplane. You can buy an old Russian MIG if you want to. Right. I I'm sure somebody would sell me a, a Russian MIG. I don't have a pilot's license, and and I am going to kill myself at the very least if I get one. <laughs> so, um, but there's nothing stopping. Right? We'll be lucky if I kill myself because then I manage to get off the ground. Um, there's nothing stopping me from right. doing that uh, right G- now. The last time we talked about this subject, Gene, the Christian anarchist down in Tennessee, who is a licensed pilot, mm-hmm. uh, he pointed out that there's very little security at these uh, these smallish private kind of airports. Right. You literally can just go and break into somebody's plane and... There's no real. It's not very difficult, as he said, to even hotwire these things. Uh, so you just start your right. Who steals and who go. steals airplanes? I mean, it, just, it isn't done. So um, you know, there's there isn't the, the the need for the technology that they have on cars that prevent uh, hot wiring. So absolutely, I would say that that's so. But I think personally that there needs to be some kind of. At, even if it's on a state level, it doesn't matter to me whether it's the federal aviation authority or whether it's a state aviation authority or what it is. I think that we need some kind of licensing for people to, uh, you know, fly, you know, air uh, flying cars or planes or whatever. I personally think that that's a uh, fine thing. I know I, you're. I think it. that uh, I think that in a free market situation, obviously you're talking about a more decentralized state-run thing, mm-hmm. uh, but in a free market situation that you would have industry standards just like you have uh, industry standards in the world of electronics. Uh, The USB ports on your computer, for instance, that's a standard that was decided on by a consortium of different groups that got together and all agreed that, all right, let's do this USB thing and put it on all of our devices. Uh, They did that on their own without the insistence of a government or some centralized uh, authority demanding that they do it. So I think that in the the world of flight, you would would have uh, the different airlines, the major airlines and that sort of thing. They, of course, would say, okay, well, you know, here are the air routes, here are the the standard little 
they're not real tangible things, but they're lines on a map that say, well, okay, this is mm-hmm. where you go if you want to get from New York to Atlanta and that sort of thing. Uh, so I think that you would have industry standards. There may be some people that, that wouldn't necessarily ad- adhere to those industry standards, but I think for the most part, uh, far and wide, that, that, that they would because it just makes sense. It makes things easier to deal with. They'd probably tie in with the ground crew and the uh, the, the towers, the, the air traffic controllers. Uh, I don't really see that that much would really change if the FAA just went away. The planes and the airports still have an interest in keeping things orderly and and bringing the planes in in the right order that they come to the airport and, and putting them on the right runways and that sort of thing. All these things would would be handled. I, I don't really understand what the concern is. Well, um, try I I do completely understand. There are people out there that are just going to make mistakes. They're they're going to make uh, bad judgment errors, and uh, we, we want to have some kind of control as to whether or not they get into vehicles. But you now, don't imagine have that for a control. Second, you don't you do have, have some level of control. Imagine not, for a second. Uh, not according to, the, to Gene when he called in. There's very little control well, over that. Uh, oh, currently. Right. That's what you're talking about. But the government has managed to, uh, for one, the government regulates the crap out of things. And, uh, you know, they're the reason we don't have flying cars now. That's true. Um, so if we did have flying cars, then you would have... Every everybody in the air, 300 million Americans. So we have people on the roads, and And what's the the point? Pull over people who are driving poorly. If there were no cops on the road, do you think that some that people would drive that some people would drive worse than um, they currently do? I think there uh, that's a possibility, but again, I think that it's a it's it's very very likely. Um, no, I'm 100 percent sure that some people would make asses of themselves out there in 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 pound death machines. On the in roads. the sky. Uh, you're talking about well, on the roads, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to correlate this for you that on the roads they'll act like idiots. So in the air they'll act like idiots. In the air when they act like idiots, they could land on my house. Yeah, I understand that, Mark, and and I think that the that you'd find that the marketplace would come up with some ways to help mitigate those uh, those possibilities from happening. I mean, there, there's still a chance that that person could come crashing through the side wall of your house, you know, right into your bedroom. I mean, those things can happen today, and they very rarely do. So well, I think well, one of the reasons it out they don't is because we have police out there that will. Uh, no, they, that's not the reason why people aren't crashing into the sides of your home. They're they're doing it because most people are good drivers. Uh, most people are not interested in being irrational on the road. And mistakes happen, and those are really usually the reason why people crash through a wall of a home is because of a, mis- a mistake. Absolutely, but there are people that drive poorly. We've all seen it. We've all seen people be judged. Usually, on the it's road. the police. Uh, usually, it's the police speeding down a thirty-mile-an-hour road. They're not running at, uh, into a 80, lot of buildings. Though. Eighty miles an hour. Uh, they have run into children, though. We've seen stories about that. More on the way. We'll uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. And it's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, even in these remaining moments. 1-800-259-9231. The single CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are completely free. So enjoy those on us. If you like the show, then you should become a Free Talk Live amplifier. For as little as 3 bucks a month, you can help us get on more radio stations uh, from coast to coast. In fact, we're going to be announcing a brand new affiliate uh, tomorrow night. Uh, no, excuse me. Wait a minute. I feel like it's uh, Friday night already. It's not Friday. Saturday is here. Saturday show will announce a new affiliate. And again, all of this is thanks to our amplifier. So if you want to get involved with the program and get access to the perks, like the amp, uh, amp only call in line, chat room, and forum, all the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. But three bucks a month doesn't sound like a lot. Believe it or not, it makes a big difference for us because it all adds up into uh, us being able to really promote the show in a way we wouldn't be able to otherwise. Uh, so once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. 
just a final thought on the uh, the FAA situation. I, I admit I'm pretty weak on this issue. Uh, I, I'm not very good at it. I don't I don't know what. Uh, it, it's hard for me to take a position beyond. Well, the market will solve the problem. You know. Um, government is there right now setting rules, but the government doesn't prevent people from getting in the air and crashing planes into buildings. It doesn't. Uh, so I just don't think that the system we have today is really that great, and I think it would be interesting to see what sort of innovations that the marketplace The market could would bring solve the problem, and I just think that one of the ways that – one of the things that people would really want is some kind of licensing. Um, you know, for I think that insurance would want to have you be licensed in some way to prove competency in order to insure your vehicle and insure your craft. I think that would be the main uh, stimuli for people to go out and get those licenses is, you know, you're going to buy a several thousand dollar airplane. You're going to want to have it covered in some way. Mm-hmm. And if, it, if you don't have that licensing to prove that you're a safe operator, ain't no way in hell an insurance company is going to give you any insurance. Uh, likely you're right um, that, that, you know, no insurance company would let you uh you know, have any kind of insurance at all because you're going to be a huge risk if you didn't have some kind of licensing thing. I just think that uh, people are going to be more comfortable with an agency that licenses. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything, we go to the phones to Anthony in Miami. Listening on uh, hey, wherever. Hey, guys, how's it going? You're on the amp line, Anthony. What's on your mind? Um, I just want to talk about that debate from last night, man, because sure. I, I was really ticked off about the whole darn thing. It's like, blah, 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 blah. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Blah, 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 blah. Are you going to run as, a, as an independent? Blah, 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 blah. Abortion. They didn't even get to any of the issues. All it was was the Mitt Romney and the, 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 the guy from New York. What's his face? Uh, Giuliani. Yeah, that guy. Well, it's like I'm sick of it. It's 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 frustrating, you know. I'm I'm not into conspiracy theories, but there's something going on. Well, there's definitely a concerted media effort to marginalize Ron Paul and his supporters, and there you can tell the media doesn't like to have to give Ron Paul any attention. Uh, but it, but they've been nonetheless having to anyway, simply because the the Ron Paul revolution and the people be, the people behind his campaign and the the volunteers, you can't ignore them. They're just so uh, conspicuous. It's frustrating. I mean, it's like, dude, let the guy talk for crying out loud, you know? It's like, uh, you know, you got to wrangle somebody's neck or something? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I, I absolutely empathize with you, but look at it from the... Try to look at it from the wide perspective, and that is that, you know, those of us who've been involved with the liberty movement for the last uh, decade or so, or two or three decades, you know, we've seen very, very little progress when it comes to getting these ideas out into the mainstream. So the idea that we can even have five or seven or nine minutes of a uh, hundred and, or excuse me, of a 90-minute debate, or I don't know how long it was, it was 90 or 120 minutes, but even the idea that we can have a portion of those minutes for uh, for liberty-oriented ideas is, is an immense step forward from where we were in 2004 and, and 2000. So looking at it from perspective, I think we've come a long way. Yeah, it's, it's defi- that's a definite fact, but it's still, you know, when you talk to people and it's like, oh, he wants to get rid of the IRS, it's like, oh my God, no, we can't fund government. What are you, crazy? Have you been getting that response? Uh, I got that response, uh, let's see, from two people in the past couple weeks. You're crazy! You know, it's like, okay, I'll just shut up now. That's right. The world's going to catch on fire without the IRS. Yeah, God knows. What do we do without it it before? It's like nobody wants to educate themselves, you know? My my uncle actually responded 
it wasn't with Ron Paul, but it was just sort of to liberty in general. He said, do you want to go back to the 18th century? As if liberty was only possible in the 18th century. <laughs> my, my dad told me something like that with the uh, Second Amendment. Like, my dad is a guy that walks around with a T-shirt saying uh, Bill Clinton for First Lady all the time. Ew. And it's like... Yeah. Oh, man, you know, and he, he's complaining to me about how high it's costing him to get insurance. He's like uh, 60, 61, and he's like, you know, we need the government to help us, and I'm telling him, no, we need to get the government out. You're, you're, you're nuts. Yeah. Sure well, you certainly you can't win with everybody. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I think that we're in a tough position. Those who support Ron Paul, are, they're in a difficult position right now because on one hand, you want to see Ron Paul get more uh, more time in the debates. On the other hand, you don't want anybody to drop out of the race because when it comes to the actual vote, uh, you want as many warmongers as possible on the ballot to divide up the pro-war vote as much as you can in hopes that Ron Paul will come out ahead. So, you know, there's sort of two sides here, and neither of them are really too uh, – they're neither really something we want. We want those guys to be out of the race so Ron Paul can flesh out his ideas, but on the other hand, that would make it more difficult for him in the actual vote. So it's a tricky position to be in. Nonetheless, he is getting some attention more than he got 12 months ago. That's for damn sure. And I think it's moving in the right direction. Anthony, any other thoughts? Um, I just got one question. I'm trying to get my vote for the first time for Ron Paul. My sister's on board. She's a server, and she saw the Tech Free Tips Act, and she's, like, on board now. What do you guys recommend? My brother's never voted. He's into that 9-11 stuff, and he, he's afraid of... Uh, People, you know, the government ganging up on him because he voted for somebody. What do you guys suggest I do? What, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I missed your point. What are we suggesting you about? What's uh, concern? Uh, try to get my brother to vote for Ron Paul. He's, he's worried that voted. he's going to get tracked down by the government. Yes. I don't know if there's anything you can say to somebody who's crazy like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. Nice. So I don't know. <laughs> Well, <laughs> there's no way that the, the votes are anonymous. I guess you should tell him that there's going to be millions of people voting for uh, Ron Paul and uh, then ask him exactly how they're going to know that he voted. Um, if he's ever They'll been to vote. know he voted, but not who he voted right. for. The, uh, there's, there's no way to track that. I've been, I've been to vote, and there's no way those people know what you voted for. I know, but I'm just trying to figure out a way to get the more votes, the more votes, the better. Well, well, thank good you. luck, and let us know if you ever convince him. Thanks for the call, Anthony. 800-259-9231. I guess if it's your brother, he's worth an extra try, right? I tried to convince my mom to vote for Ron Paul, and she kind of likes him, but she cannot vote Republican ever, so she probably won't. You know, I, it. I had mentioned on the show not too long ago about how I, I, I had asked you, Mark, did, did you think I should approach my parents about Ron Paul? Your parents uh, are Republicans, they, right? They are. Um, and my dad, in fact, called himself a libertarian for a while before sort of going back to the Republican Party for whatever the reason was. Didn't you say your mom had something to do with that? I believe she did because he was actually in the middle of supporting a libertarian candidate at the time that he decided to no longer support the libertarian candidate. And it didn't have anything to do with what the candidate did. So I think it had something to do with mom uh, putting the hammer down. Yeah, putting the hammer down. And uh, No sex for a month. Th- something like that. So I called them up, and I did mention uh, Ron Paul recently, and I, I just got a cold response. Like, they didn't seem too interested. They said they'd heard of him, 
And I said, well, you know, maybe you should look a little closer. He's the only candidate that actually is interested in restoring liberty. And, uh, you know, I just said a couple of things and I didn't I didn't feel like I should push it any further because I just know how she hates to talk about uh, political things. Yeah, I mean, I, even I, though she's a Republican, I didn't feel like I should uh, to really press it. Like, I, I know that you were pretty. Uh, I, do, I don't think you should either. I think that uh, probably uh, some of the pressing is uh, some of the reason that uh, it's difficult for you to talk to her about it now. Well, Julia, uh, I mean, when you were talking to your mother, you were pretty, I don't know, not you didn't have a lot of pressure on her, but you were... My mom's easy to press. Mm-hmm. Okay. My mom, I know my mom, and I know that I'm not hurting her feelings, but my mom's kind of yeah. wishy-washy. And so when she was saying, well, I kind of I kind of like him, I like this about him, but I don't know... I don't want to register Republican. I can't do it. So I was trying to convince her that if she supports a candidate, why would she not vote for him just because of the political party he's affiliated with? And Maybe I should try to nail my my mom down. So, oh, I, don't I don't know. I know my mom and I know her limits, and I don't don't think. I'm What you should that. do, my friend, is um, you should negotiate with your mother. And actually, what do you mean? Well, offer her uh, a trip back to Florida. And I'll a come couple visit of days. you. See. Not worth it. There you go. My mom actually brought him up, so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. I figure maybe I'll just nail her, try to nail her down, like, you know, what are you going to, who are you going to vote for? Are you going to vote for Ron Paul? If not, why not? Try to get a rationale for it. Because I'm just curious. You know, I just want to know what's going through her head. Uh, You know, why are you going to vote for the warmongers? That sort of thing. We'll see. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. I'll let you know what happens. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.